and welcome to episode 450 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And who's that at the door? Is it the guy to fix the copier? No, it's just Tony Esmond. Is that the opening to a porn movie you've watched recently? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Um, we've got an Come exciting check show. Check your toner. <laughs> oh. oh, I presume they've done a modern one where like they go to check the modem. Let, no, I, I realise now the fax machine. I only watch them if there's a fax machine. Involved. I realise yeah. now what I wrote for you that introduction that, yeah. was just the worst thing I could have possibly yeah. done. It always is though, isn't it? We'll but, turn it and twist uh, it in any yeah, way. Yeah, turn it and twist it into something <clears throat> rotten. But what isn't rotten Beautiful. is the rest of this show because we've got some great comics chatter for you this week, folks. Mm. Yeah. Loads of, <laughs> oh, damn. We know we have because we've just done it. <laughs> yeah, we've got a brilliant interview with Tony Fleece coming up. Yep. Um, so if you're a fan of like Stray Dogs, Local Man, and you, you and so much more, and My Little Pony. There's oh, a and to talk about upcoming ones upcoming as well. Upcoming ones as well. We got a cheeky preview of it as well, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. I can't wait yeah. to read that properly. Yeah. yeah. But not only that, it's a great chat about the excitement of comics. Yeah. So... Um, we're not going to mess about with the intro first, but hang on, I think there's something. There's a sponsorship bit to put in. Look at us, so professional. Yeah. I complimented you on your professionalism during the interview as well, didn't I? I know, May I is know. flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the fact that it's so rare that you <laughs> notice it. I was, um, I was so pleased. Ex- <laughs> I was. I was so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was extra, extra smooth this week, Vince. It yeah, was, yeah you were very smooth. Yeah, thank you. Go through yeah. bone like butter. It's anyway, only been 450 episodes. We're fine. <laughs> no, no. Well, we'll get there in the end. Yeah, yeah. By 500, we'll be mediocre. That's what we're aiming for. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. Um, mediocre and, dream. And I tell you what, the dream of reading comics can oh, be fulfilled God, you really with are. our with our <laughs> lovely sponsor. I just made that up, and I'm really, really proud of that. But yes, our lovely sponsor, Global Comics. If yeah. you want to read your comics digitally, or you want to get hold of some brilliant in indie digital comics and more then it is the place to go um there's a huge library of titles available to read from thousands of indie creators mm. hundreds of publishers publishers like boom image tokyo pop tk studio source point press humanoids to name a few dynamite um, the catalog is growing all the time um which is brilliant because um i'm kind of like completely i'm constantly plugged into this thing now and, no, uh, me what, too, man. I mean, what, yeah, what are some of the brilliant. titles that are thrown at the moment, gents? Well, I, this this morning, I, I, do you, I, Vince, can I ask Vince and Dan, are you the sort of people who love sexy vampire ladies? Yes. 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 <laughs> We're unzipping. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking the, about uh, it. Yeah, um, you can read uh, the whole of the miniseries Vampirella versus Purgatory. How did I know? Yeah, that's Sexy Devil Ladies as well. How did yeah. I know that you were going to mention Vampirella, Tony? It's like yeah. part of your DNA, isn't it? As soon as yeah. you see you've got to mention her. Red-blooded man. Red-blooded <laughs> so, home planet of Draculon. <laughs> Draculon, with rivers of blood. Yeah. I like a bit of realism in my comics. Yeah. yeah. So how does rivers of blood work? Don't worry about it. It works. <laughs> it works. How do the plants grow then? Don't worry yeah. about it. Just go yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move your hand up and down. Yeah, so, uh, I'm going to give highlight that they've doing they're doing a special on their Lunar New Year comics, oh, okay. uh, which is the oh, Year yeah. of the Dragon. So we've got yeah. uh, the Tea Dragon, Amanto, Gardens of Tales, the Dragon Lord, Dragon Universe, among many others. There's literally loads of loads of titles. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, like, if there's like you, you can 
searched by publishers creators but let's say there's also like topical themed ones um seasonal ones etc it's great also with the global comics app not only can you read all those great comics but you can follow creators set reading status filters and release notifications for books you're looking forward to check out in the future which is always cool because we're always looking forward to especially if like we hook into a series we really like we just want more of it Um, and if you're a creator yourself then you can publish your digital comics for free and they offer loads of great tools for indie creators to help with publishing marketing and more it's very much a, a service and a app set up for both people that love to read and love to make comics, which is why we've uh, partnered with them. Yeah. So whether you're an avid comics reader, creator, or maybe you're just someone new to the hobby and just want to check out some great stories, Global Comics is the place for you. And and we have a little bit of a special offer this week. Oh. Do you know the funniest bit about this is they clearly invented this because they listened to an episode. They have listened. To th- <laughs> and, and, and as you're listening, guys, Thank you for sponsoring the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, now, we can only apologise for what we do to your good name. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but there is a, a first come, first served code that people can use. So is there um, ten of them? Isn't there? Is that there right? Is, there ten. is ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you want to um, check out a, this, it will be a week of free access to Global Comics. No strings attached or credit card required. But um, very much just taste for yourself as it were but first come first so first serve (laughs) so use the code and i won't get this right f bomb now that is the letter (laughs) f followed by bomb (laughs) all in one word uh, as the code and you'll get access you'll get a week of free access Uh, we highly recommend you do it because i think once you started you you just won't stop it's fucking awesome loads on there man so good and really new stuff Duke's yeah. on there. All the issues yeah. that are so far yeah. out for Duke. Yeah. 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 Transformers is is hitting there. Uh, Dracula from Image Comics is, you know, that. So, and it's it's a wonderful way to read comics. And f- But if you want to find out more information, check out globalcomics.com. Download the app, which is available on the Apple App Store or Google mm. Play. And you can start reading and publishing digital comics like never before. I'd wow. Just found there's Scurry on there. Yep. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Scurry's on there. There's so many titles that cat shit one. That we, yeah, yep, yep. Have a browse. It's like going into a shop that's full of amazing comics and do a power bomb. Oh man, so much. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. While these guys are looking through the app and deciding what to read, right now, yeah. we're just going to get straight into the the meat and potatoes yeah. of the show. Mm. So um, without further ado, you want to hear about some great upcoming comics? So listen to this chat with Tony Fleece. Right then, this week we're hugely excited to be joined by a writer, artist and creative force behind such titles as The Amazing Stray Dogs, which a few of you may have heard about, Local Man, (laughs) which I know a lot of our loyal listeners and us are huge fans of, and the upcoming Feral. Welcome to the show, Tony Fleece. Hey guys, happy to be here. Hello. It's it's exciting to be talking to you for many reasons. Um, Obviously, over the past couple of years, you've landed on a lot of people's radars. Um, with uh, Stray Dogs and Local Man, which is one hell of a one-two punch in terms of... Yeah, I mean, we talked about Stray Dogs so much, people thought you sponsored us, man. I got to (laughs) (laughs) That was money well spent. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my garage. (laughs) But before um, we get into that, I mean, I know you've obviously, before Stray Dogs and everything, like you you were making comics for quite some time before that. So what is... 
I mean, origin story is a cheesy way to put it, but in terms of comics, how did you get to where you are now? Um, well, I started um, professionally making comics, or I guess, you know, like semi-professionally. Uh, I was living in South Dakota. I worked at a at a TV station. Uh, for you guys, South Dakota's in the middle. It's uh, there's not a lot to do there. It's very cold in the in the winter, and uh, pe most people uh, uh, drink mostly. And and part, like so, my my youth was spent was was sort of misspent there, uh, from like t the years uh, 2000 to like 2006. But halfway through that, I realized I'd been working this job. It was an art job and I'd gone to art school and I was like, all right, I'm doing it. This is a, this will be a reoccurring theme. I get to a place and I'm doing the thing that I thought was the goal. And then I realized like, oh, I forgot that there's a, a actual goal further out there. Mm. So I worked as a graphic designer and then I was like, oh, I forgot I'm supposed to be making comics. Like, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I've always wanted to do. Um, and it was around the time that like message board culture and uh, I was uh, I was on the Bendis board a lot. And that was a real fertile, creative place. It seemed like Bendis board was making comics and uh, Warren Ellis Forum was making comics. And the real uh, hot shots were actually at the Warren Ellis Forum. But I was over at the Bendis, it was like me and like Nick Spencer and uh a few well dave was there dave wachter um and a few other people were over at the bendis board um and then you know like warren else form was just like fucking matt fraction and kieran gillen and like all the the successful ones <laughs> uh, we're, we're a little scrappier very so. different vibes between the two i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um but those guys uh, like the the other posters over there were in a real creative time, like making all these books and stuff. And I like the, the creativity was infectious more than anything else. Where I was just like, they're really making it. They're really trying to make things. You know, Like uh, I would read stuff. Uh, I like, I'd go out to the store and, and buy stuff and read stuff and be inspired by it at that time. So it was sort of like a real uh, formative time for me. Uh, and then uh, at the same time, seeing these other people make books made me think like I should be making my own stuff. And so I I started making a book. I made a book about myself because I had never written anything before. Uh, and so I was like, well, if I'm, uh, you know, easier to to do something that I already have the stories that I already know the sort of like the structure of the stories, because I've told these stories, you know, at the bar or like, you know, just hanging out with friends or whatever, a hundred times. And, the, and I know they work and I know they have like a good beginning, middle and end and a punchline, you know. So I, I made this autobiographical comic and I uh, was going to self-publish it. But I, friends of mine uh, were like. That's in my lifetime, yeah? That's, yeah. 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 I, uh, I was going to just print it through like, you know, Kablam or Comics Press or whatever, you know, like whatever the, the printing places were at that time. And some friends were like, you should uh, take this to a convention. We're going to Wizard World Chicago. Um, and I had never been to a convention before. I think I'd been to like a Star Wars convention, like Star Wars celebration. But, um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so I printed up an ash can and I took it out there and I got, uh, I handed it to like everybody that I respected or, or liked their work or uh, just people I knew from the internet or podcasters or, you know, like early days podcasters. I think I gave it to... Um, Brian Salazar from uh, uh, around comics, around comics, yeah, yeah, and uh, and when I gave it to um, this person, Christian Baranek, who ran uh, Silent Devil uh, Comics at the time, who was one of these publishers that was was publishing stuff like on the Bendis board, they had like 
diamond distribution and they had a bunch of different comics and a weird like a weird uh diverse group of comics where it'd be like this one's you know about antigone and this one's about you know like a, a hillbilly werewolf and you're just like there's no... <laughs> there it's really difficult curated. to find i've i can't find this book of yours it's not well on comicsology or anything like that is it here's i can send you that too <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> here's here's why is because uh it sold through diamond and i did the thing like i i read everything you can read i've always been a real hustler when it comes to like i know that nobody else is is gonna like prop me up necessarily like you guys are right now i appreciate this yeah but like thank you, you know, i have to like i have to like be responsible for the the idea that nobody's asking me to make these comics so i have to do my best to sell them and so i called like every comic store i got a list of like 700 shops and called every place and introduced myself i'm doing this new comic it's way in the back of previews uh and uh i sold my pub the publisher was like we'll give you like a cool optic nerve uh cardstock cover if you can crack a thousand and i was okay. like okay that's the dream let's go uh, and I think I sold like 750 and I was like, ah, shit. So I, I think I called more stores than copies I sold, but they were like, you can have the cardstock. And we were just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> and the book came out and it was, it was made a big enough splash, even with that small amount of copies, just because of, I don't know what was going on in comics at the time or how much noise I made about it. Or also it had sort of like fans in the right places where, people people dug it and sort of like dug the vibe of it and it was enough that i felt like well stupidly i felt like well i can just quit my job now and, and just make comics full time so i did that um and then later i found out that the 750 i sold i think 400 of them were all at the same shop which was the shop i shopped in like they, <laughs> they were like because they knew i was going to be hustling around town i went on the news and stuff they sold those fuckers no problem but that also means only sold 350 in the whole rest of oh, the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I quit um, and I, I started making comics. You know, I, I, I would like color stuff or letter stuff or, you know, do pre-press on stuff. Like literally any job I could get. I did short stories and anthology stuff. And, um, and I went broke for like six years just trying to figure out how to how to make that work. And I would just take other grinding, jobs. Just grinding, just getting, jobs. getting the hours in and grinding hmm. and... Yeah. And uh, and then right as I started to figure it out, I, I had gotten a few jobs that were like, oh, this is like I can make a living at this. Um, but it's not, you know, it was like art director jobs or like, you know, on comics, but where it wasn't, you know, the thing. Uh, I got the job working on My Little Pony around that time. And then that was uh this is the longest fucking answer you've ever that's had. fine man no, no, it's no, good. No, it's yeah, yeah. this is good. It's the sort of thing people like because yeah, they, yeah. they want to they want to replicate it you know that's the thing yeah. i got the job working on my little pony and um and that sort of started out where they hired me for like a cover and then it was another cover and then an issue and then they were like this guy you know had to bail can you do another one and it ended up being like eight solid years of just regular comics work which is you kind of were known for that for a long time weren't yeah, you You're okay, like the mlp yeah. guy you know i guess it didn't do too badly financially for you either uh no it uh you know like my i was never worried about money put my ex through grad school like it uh it was in great. terms of fandom it's one of those ones that doesn't waver does it do you know what i mean it's um to be honest we were, yeah we're not going to go into that whole thing but I no, think no, 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 yeah. 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 i was just at a pony convention last weekend i think in texas 
and they're still there. It's like Star Trek, you know, like after mm-hmm. the show went off the air, there's yeah. they were still having conventions. They were still having Sulu come out to the middle of, you know, yeah. Michigan to to, you know, sign action figures or whatever. And so far it seems to be, you know, there was a peak for those things where it was like a hundred conventions a year. Uh, and now it's less, but yeah, they're you know I'm doing two or three of them this year. Like, like I guess you sit there sketching stuff for people, don't you? You know stuff like that. Or... I do sketches, um, and I you know through the course of working on that book, I I actually eventually ended up writing on the TV show. So I'll mm-hmm. do like okay. you know, all discussions and you know like whatever you know it's like a full convention. And but even before all that, just when I started working on the comic, you could go to those things and just be the most you know second most famous person there would be like the like the lady who plays twilight sparkle and the lady who plays rainbow dash is you know the superstar and then but then they also still think i'm famous when i'm just you know like barely scraping by in comics you know my career uh so yeah when when you were when you were caught up in that tone how how did you feel because i can imagine all due respect to it it's probably not where you wanted to be in comics i'm guessing Mm. i mean did you was there a bit of you thought this is this is paying the mortgage, but in the evenings I can do this. Was there a bit of that going on, or? Um, not at first. Uh, I mean, at Just first, happy to be in comics. I guess we. I know. was so happy to be employed and in comics and on a comic that was so popular that I could go to conventions and go to you know like yeah. I wasn't uh, like I I didn't fool myself into thinking like I'm uh, you know Jim Lee or something. But I was like, I re- this can really take me places and and sort of, you know, like if I keep my head down and hustle on this, I can make money at this and I can, uh, you know, like get opportunities from this. You know, I, go- I got to go all over the world from it. But the thing that I didn't think about at the time, but the, the actual payoff from it was it was comic book school. It was on the job training yep. for learning how to tell story, learn how to lay out books, learn how to, you know, page turns and story and because a lot of the time most of the time i wasn't writing those i was just drawing them so Mm. a lot of the time it was thinking about like what i would do if i was writing it or you know like and sort of like building up this uh like this well of like uh potential that i was that i eventually would would sort of like unleash because because when i read stray dogs i kind of feel like there's there's a twisted logic and a line somewhere between mlp Yes. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, and that it's it's that it's almost like you've you've got it and you've gone right. I'm going to just turn it like this. You know, it, that's the other thing that came from it was right. One, it, I learned how to make comics, and two, um, it altered my brain chemistry to where instead of just thinking about stories in terms of a man and a lady or two guys yeah. or whatever. When I come up with an idea for a story, whether it's about serial killers or rabies or you know anything. I'm thinking like, well, maybe it's raccoons that this is about, or maybe it's, you know, like this could be told from the perspective of lizards or whatever, and not in like a commercial hack way, but just in a, when you change the perspective of things, the story becomes unique and becomes like a different it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, lit, yeah. it's literally Orwellian, yeah. you know, that's yeah. what Orwell oh, for sure, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it can really sort of elevate the narratives you 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 put you know you, everyone knows and loves animals if you don't love animals don't listen to the show um <laughs> and, but because of that there's that in, intrinsic nature that when you see an animal you, you feel like an attachment to it so you build a nice character and you put that creature in jeopardy especially yeah. a, a pet owner as soon as you have a pet 
whenever you watch movies or any sort of like media no, where the, can't the, do the, the pet gets in trouble. I, can't I couldn't watch that. John Wick can... until last week. These boys ribbed yeah. me about it. I couldn't That's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I can watch people just, you. you know, Jason Voorhees <laughs> murdering people left, right and centre. Yeah, if he, go, if he goes anywhere that. near a dog, <laughs> turn it off. Yeah, uh, my wife does check before we watch a horror film if there's like a cat or a dog pops up on screen. She goes to that website and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, see what happens to it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we call that cheating uh, when we're writing this book because it feel it does feel like if if this was a human character, I would have really had to do a lot of work to make you love them. And you know, yeah. in mm. books, it's just like Trish just has to draw them really cute. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they're happily there. Yeah, and which they are, and like you know, stray dogs as well. But feral, feral, the new one. Got just looking at the pages and like the, yeah, we just oh, the trailers. Yeah. yeah, I know I'm gonna. I'm going to have be a real on, hard time that. reading it in a good way. I just want you to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you're, I'm, I'm a dog guy. I've, I've got yeah. a dog called Sharknado. But the, uh, you're a dog guy as well, aren't you, Tony? Is that right? Or? Uh, yeah, my guy Baxter's sleeping right Is that the picture of Baxter behind you, is it? By the way, is that uh, a painting that of is, uh, That's Rudy. That's Baxter's, you know, great uncle or whatever. He uh, okay. Oh, uh, nice. Hey. Oh, there you go. Hey. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Stuff. Sunked out. He's, yeah. he's, yeah. he's better behaved than a lot of our guests. Only Joe. He's still, he's <laughs> old. I, I get them when they're old, and then they don't they don't bug me too much. Good man. Strays are the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So obviously, um, the other training I guess with the My Little Pony stuff is there was the art and obviously the construction of comics, but there's the training that you have of, as you said, conventions and those sort of appearances and and interacting with an audience that. Certainly, when you're an autobiographical creator, there's there's nothing there. You know, there's no sort of sort of yeah. benchmark for that. So, was that a real sort of uh, eye opener when you're doing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was it was more just being uh, amazed that this that that we sort of had these opportunities and mm. we're sort of put in that that position. Um, I I've never never had too much trouble doing like the crowds at conventions or being around, you know, like engaging with people in that sort of way, because one, I come from a large family and two, I just always am happy that people, even if they uh, haven't read my work yet, I'm happy that it seems like they're in the, they're within striking distance of, of checking out my work, you know? So I'm all, like, that's the kind of, play. if you want a good interaction with me, just be right there where, it's it's possible they're going to like my work. Which within, uh, probably important. within striking distance is the wrong phrase, Tony. <laughs> 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 Having run a couple of uh, tables for Nobrow fans and the Hilda fans come over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll chop them. The bronies are gentle people. They're not going to strike. Enthusiastic, I guess, so as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Excitable. What are the Stray Dogs fans <laughs> like, of which you must uh, have met many now? They're pretty cool. I mean, the, so like I'm a horror fan, mm. um, and I'm a dog person, and uh, and horror fans and dog people are both pretty chill. And so, yeah. the, like the cross section of those have also been pretty chill. Um, like we were talking about before, cameras started rolling. The the coolest thing about stray dogs fans is a lot of times they're not comic book fans to start with. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've had a lot of people that where it's like that. This is my uh, like my wife's first comic or my partner's first comic, or I gave this to my cousin or, you know, like, yeah. um, and it's like doing a book like local man. That's so tied into, you know, image comics. And like, you have to, you don't have to, but it helps if you understand the vibe of that and sort of remember what that was like. 
it's so different from doing a book like Stray Dogs, where it's just like you need nothing to go into this. Like we assume you've you know you know what a serial killer is, and you've seen Bambi. Here you go. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's such and the good a thing about that gateway is, is, comic, isn't it? It's a real gateway comic for a lot of people. Yeah, which yeah. is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and the good the good thing about that is you've got Trish head down sketching, and you can as you can just engage, I guess, can you for that? Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, for sure. Although I try to sketch too, I don't like her to get all the money at these conventions. <laughs> I was going to say she'd be making, yeah. she making money, like two to one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I draw too. What's happening? Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't <laughs> worry, we'll be, we'll be talking about your art and local man pretty soon. But, yeah, um, second, I mean, obviously, with Trish's style for Stray Dogs as well, you're talking with you know this dark subject matter, serial killers, etc. Um, it's like cell animation art, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when people see it. There's that also that that shorthand Disney. It almost looks like a Disney cartoon, doesn't it? Which brings yeah. them in intentional. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, does that mean you're evil geniuses then? Because it's everything's like, oh, that was intentional. Yes, that was intentional. How, how did you meet Trish? Did you did you know her from beforehand or? I I met her through ponies. I met her at a pony convention. Um, <laughs> this is great. I love she's, this. <laughs> she's just a normal person, like a fan of cartoons and stuff. And so yeah. she would go to conventions and she liked to draw cartoons. And so she would set up at pony conventions and just sell pony artwork. And she started eventually drawing uh, some of the covers for the books because she was really talented. Um, but I had liked her, her work and I bought a, a sketchbook from her. Whenever I go to these pony conventions, I always will walk around the... Uh, the show floor and and try and see if there's anybody that's like really uh popping off because i'm just i'm always like well, i'm in a weird position where i can just email the editors or whatever and say like this person's great you should check them out or mm, awesome and uh sarah richard who's a friend of mine who's actually d- doing a little bit of work with us on feral uh is another pony artist and she had seen trisha's work and and put her in touch with the editors and got her work doing that in that same way um, but yeah, I met her at a show and I bought her sketchbook. And when I had the idea for stray dogs, it's not that I'm an evil genius. It is, but it is that I have a different, uh, idea about what, like, I, I do have, I, I like to think about things differently than the way they're always presented. Like the idea of stray dogs, if you tell that story and the dogs are drawn realistically or in a comic book style or in any other way than this is a completely different vibe Absolutely. than than if you if you have it drawn by Trish with the backgrounds by tone. Um, and so I, I knew when I had the idea, like the idea came to me and then very like seconds after the idea of like, it should be a story about a serial killer that takes people's dogs as trophies. Then it was, it should be told from the perspective of the dogs. And then like uh, two seconds later, it was like, it should look like Oliver and company or all dogs go to heaven. Um, right. Yeah. And that, was, yeah. Like, that got, re- got me really excited about it. And so, I had this sketchbook and I was flipping through it and there's this picture that Trish had drawn of a dog, like a, it was like a tribute picture for a dog that she had that passed away and it was all dogs go to heaven style and it looked exactly like Don Bluth. And I was like, okay. that's, that's <clears> it. <throat> so I just reached, I like messaged her on Twitter or something uh, and I said, hey, we're going to be at a convention together. I want to sit down and, and tell you the story. Uh, I want to work on a thing. And it's a real miracle that it all worked out because, uh, like it could have been, it could have gone any number of ways, but she just, she had the time. She has a, she still has a full-time job. Wow. Okay. Okay. She, oh, yeah. She was like, she just doesn't do anything else. I sort of lucked into finding somebody that just like doesn't have an active social life or kids or, you know, like 
You can chain her to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, look, if it hadn't made a ton of money, I would feel real bad about it. <laughs> but, yeah, she was just she was just ready to go, and she had the hustle, and she had the ambition, and 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 like I'll send her stuff, and she'll just draw it right away. And uh, it's a real sort of best case scenario. Like she was into the story, even though she's not a horror movie person or a horror story mm. person. She likes cartoons and stuff. She likes fucking chipmunks, and you know, like yeah. Yeah. And so I, like, oh, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some, some that say for the artwork, the consistency of it, because there's lots of people who like try to ape these classic yes. animated styles. Um, but to do it consistently throughout a comic book, sometimes you see the chinks in that armor and it's yeah. flawless. Yeah. Like, yeah, it comes from, from her heart. Like, it, 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 that's just, it comes straight out of her. And that, that I think, has a lot to do with it. And, yeah. and the other good thing about that series is you went fucking nuts with um, variants, didn't you? Which yeah. I loved. Yeah, I've never seen so many. It's like a dynamite times twenty. Those covers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I offered a cosplay cover, but you didn't go for it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that sort of—I mean—to say that you know horror movie homage covers came about organically is a little bit disingenuous, but it like it sort of did. We. We had like a friend of mine said you should do movie homage covers, and I was like, I wasn't sure about it. And then my other buddy was like, Well, you should do horror movies, and I was like, Oh, that makes more sense. And then Image was like, If you do the horror movies with the dogs, it will tell the story that this is a horror story about dogs. Like they gave me uh, like an excuse to to whore myself out in that way, right? Like, yeah. they, said, they said like this <clears throat> actually tells people what the comic is, and I can way get behind that because half of the uh, Half the issue is just getting people to to notice it and then go like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we we did the first one and then eventually, you know, through reprints and retailer covers and yeah, because you know, with a story did, like like Stray Dogs as well, there there is an element of like you don't want to mislead the reader and the book doesn't do that it immediately. Sort yeah. of tell, it tells you straight up, but because you know, there could be people that don't design it so well and all all of a sudden they get this isn't the book I wanted to read i wanted to read yeah. a nice, nice yeah, yeah. book about dogs and what what is this yeah caught you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we wanted to make it where like the the characters always are cute and they always look like a cart like an animated cartoon but yeah the the lighting and the situation around them should always tell the person about to buy the book like watch out like this is you know this is not safe um mm -hmm. and that's what we tried to do yeah it's a, I mean, it's a wonderful book. Right, yeah. I mean, if any of our listeners haven't read it, you really do need to read it. Um, Thank you. Believe the, believe the hype. And also, believe the hype about Local Man, which is a book that I was the last out of this. Vince, you're uh, so this, smooth today. This, this is going podcast. so well. Yeah, I, man. I know. It's like I'm drunk. to the next. Um, yeah, I know. But um, I was the last one to get sort of hooked up to Local Man properly. And, I, I've, um, and these two were talking about... You know the, the masterful homages and the story and stuff without spoiling it for me, which I thank you for that, gents, because reading it, right. was a, reading it was an entire experience. Oh, to we itself. tried our best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys um, all all the way caught up? Yeah, I am. I don't. I'm I don't not, think you are. I'm, 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 I'm not yet. Yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from talk about an A and a B side to comics, local man, as you said, is is very much. It's it's a unique thing because it's it's both an original tale and a love letter to a, an era of comics, specific that, era, a specific yeah. era of comics. Do, do um, you want to 
give a little yeah what it's about tone do you want to sort uh, of yeah not everyone will have read it listeners yeah. maybe Definitely not everyone has read it. I see the numbers. Uh, <laughs> Come on. We'll change that. Uh, Logo Man is about a, an ex-superhero, a guy that had been a superhero in like the extreme Wildstorm 90s. Um, and he like an image comic superhero. And now it's modern time and he is fired from his job as a superhero and sort of like canceled. And he's not allowed to be a superhero anymore. And he moves back to his hometown where... When he gets there, he finds out that everybody there hates him just because he sort of like brought shame on there. Mm. <laughs> I think the guy who drives the pickup truck may be my favorite person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know yeah. we, we get a bit of a redemption arc towards the more recent issues, but still, my favorite. That, that, guy, that guy is going to come back and, and be badass more. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just, wherever he goes, they just basically say, fuck Crossjack, which was a super. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they all, it's, you know, like, if you like when i lived in south dakota january jones was was famous and she was from south dakota right and they fucking hated her <laughs> like she's, <laughs> oh, she's, on, she's on mad men she's on like all these great shows X-Men movies. Talk to anybody yeah. about her yeah. there's like a fucking bitch she doesn't like to come back here you know and so we, <laughs> I mean, we sort of channeled that sort of energy um yeah everybody hates him in town and uh, he's just trying to figure out like what his life is now that if he can't be a superhero and then all of a sudden people start getting murdered and it seems that it's all sort of tied into him and his superhero past. And so he has to figure out what's going on and and see if there's a way for him to not necessarily be a superhero, but maybe he can just be a good guy. Maybe he can be like something that's a net positive for his community or what he mm, can be like, yeah. a local yeah, there there is that. Uh, I, I like this um, sort of theme going through. Like, if I can't be the superhero, I I want to be the good guy. Yeah. Um, which is interesting when you say that, and some panels as he's saying that, there's a little bit of a reveal. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Generally, they they don't <laughs> believe it, do they? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but with that evolves, doesn't it? As we get on, he stop. He, he also starts becoming the detective. He's almost like directed towards that as a right. skill set, almost. Mm. You know. Yeah. yeah, we're having a lot of fun, like, uh, really digging in on this one character. And, you know, Tim and I both, there's parts of us that are a fuck up and there's parts of us that are, you know, like that strive to be uh, like, you know, noble and helpful. Mm. You know, like, I think everybody is going through yeah. that right yeah. now. This is Tim Tim Seeley, who's the co-creator. Yeah, yeah, Tim, I'm sorry. Partner on it, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. book's co-written and co-drawn with Tim Seeley, uh, and we're going to we, ask about that. By the way, I need to figure that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, every issue is a flip book, like Youngblood used to be, uh, or Brigade used to be. Except uh, it's so, run longer than those titles now. Tell me about it. I thought you meant page length. Like those things, they would do a flip book, and it would be like twenty pages, twenty-two pages. Thank goodness, and we're doing like twenty-four page issues, and then there's another six on the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is I want you know your nine regular issues, and then you've got the I'm going to call it the Deathmate special yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Local Man Gold, and then we have another special coming out in early March. Uh, Bad Girls, and then we start. Oh the- yeah. After that, cool. Nice. Good. So, come on. How did the, I mean? It sounds like two people met in a bar. Yeah, it talks and about after, after a yeah. couple. Had, had like god do you remember this comic book it was amazing yeah. should we do this it would how did it start how did this come about it's exactly that it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah you nailed it in one uh no celia and i uh do have a similar love for that 
kind of image comic. Uh, he's, I think, a couple years older than me, but I was 14 when those books came out. And there's no, nothing is more like hardwired into my my brain than like the excitement, the comic book excitement of uh, like a new Rob Liefeld comic or a new Todd McFarlane comic or mm -hmm. fucking when J. Scott Campbell showed up I can't explain to you what that does to like a 15 year old. It's like my, my brain melted all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's been hard to not hard. I mean, <laughs> but there, I just, we just didn't, there wasn't a way to really celebrate that without just doing like the big bang comics version of it. Right. Where you just do yeah. like a prestige shirt. Yeah. Um. So when Tim and I started talking about it, Tim had had this idea where he, he was like, is there a way to do an, an early nineties image comic cross with the early nineties vertigo comic? And we sort of kicked that around for a while. And it sort of had a lot more magic and sort of like, you know, you know, uh, this is the audio podcast, but I just wiggled my fingers. <laughs> Not like that. We were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I think when we realized neither of us were British, we were like, I don't know if we can necessarily do go full vertigo, but maybe yeah. we can do like we had nineteen sixty three and all that sort of thing as well, didn't you? Back then, even they yeah. were homaging themselves themselves at one point. This quite yeah, early this on. Feels, this feels a lot like our you know super like Alan Moore Supreme or nineteen sixty three. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we were like, what if it's a crime comic that sort of is is about this guy that was a super that was an image comic superhero, and that's where it sort of started from. And but a lot of it was both being artists and both being uh well tim specifically he says that like he just naturally draws like that you know like a like a 90s image artist and he's like i don't there's no place where this fits right now except for <laughs> for in this book <laughs> so like we made a perfect showcase for like that skill that he has and then i uh was like well i've been fucking with this photo ref style for a little bit uh, in other like in storyboard jobs or in, you know just like in little one-offs um and i just sort of jumped in and was like well i'll just draw our side because the other thing was we didn't know how i was going to sell and we didn't know you don't want to bring too many people in on a on a yeah on a book that doesn't pay money until it sells so but but totally you've got that as a right balance for me because it's almost like your side is a modern image comic and tim's yes. is a you know yeah, yeah, it, yeah. totally it works so well um, yeah. yeah yeah you've almost gone a bit um Phillips and Brubaker to me occasionally. Yeah. I see a bit of that going yeah, on there. Yeah. 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 Big influence. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of Al Williamson. I'm looking at right. a lot of, um, I look at guys like uh, Andrea Sorrentino. Right. And, and he's got such a, like a cool, unique version of it that I don't even know. Well, first of all, I just think all the people he knows are beautiful. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I look yeah, at his yeah. stuff just, or he just knows how to like tweak, you know, shave mm -hmm. people and make them, make them beautiful like that. But, yeah, I'm looking at a lot of those guys that that do photo ref comics and sort of figuring out how to make that work because it also ends up being like we have to draw these things in like three weeks, yeah. or we just have to really crank. And so having doing that style makes it a lot more makes it makes it make more sense. Yeah. Where it's yeah, because it's almost like your your characters are more identifiable by actually how they look as humans, yes. and Tim's are more identifiable about Austin. how many how many yeah. crosses or fucking daggers they got in their costumes. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, there's, yeah. there's switches on a page. Like you'll have this yes. real life moment, yeah. and as, yeah. soon, as soon as someone gets in a fight with him, and he immediately looks like an image panel, even though he's yeah. dressed exactly the same. And I love that that it's like yeah. it's like the action is it is like the classic early nineties image, isn't it? I mean, was the there most, ever a discussion for the, about, for the most part? 
Yeah, there must have been a discussion about inserting Tim's work within your story rather than doing it as a flip, I guess. Yeah, there, or... yeah we've never done it on the flip, I don't think. But we did a little bit on an issue eight, but uh, yeah, we the, he feels so beaten and broke. Like, <laughs> it's like the style that I draw on is like the depressed sort of like when you realize how what your life is going to be style, you know, it's sort of more bleak. Uh, and then anytime that he starts to get any of that old, you know, country feeling in him, he then he looks like Tim would drop, you know, like right, okay. Uh, that, yeah, that's an interesting process, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. do find it interesting when is it uh, third gen the team turn mm-hmm. up, and they're they're done in the kind of the more realistic style, and it kind of the, the the kind of the juxtaposition between like the the older stuff to this, yeah, it, it kind of brings a kind of real quality to it they're like oh fuck you know this is quite real for him and not yeah. great after everything that's been on yeah and but, yeah uh, the, the thing is like breaking down what a hero is about these days <clears throat> well to be fair ever since brat pack and watchmen you know it's yeah. been a thing hasn't it you know but yeah. you managed to do it in a way that also gives it like a personal touch i don't want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. soap opera because it's not quite that but you really feel for him mm. rather than just sort of breaking down what it means to be a hero and transpiring into the real world which we've seen mm. you also make it about him which i like yeah yeah, that's the, um, th- we're that's definitely the intention. That's what we're aiming to do. I think a lot of times, um, I'll read those kind of like those deconstruction books, and it is like, what if this was in the real world? What if Batman was real yeah. or whatever, you know? Um, but the 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 character, the same way uh, I said, like we can infuse like dogs and cats with importance because they're drawn cute, you know. Those characters, I always feel like you're just bringing the Batman with you to that. So, like, yeah. if you care about this character, even though he's a psycho now or whatever, like, you bring all the Batman with you. And I think even though these are sort of, like, loosely based on Image Comics heroes, it was more just, like, based on the archetypes of every team had a knife guy and a psychic girl and yeah. a guy blind guy yeah there was yeah. an elemental person of some kind wasn't there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we sort of we we knew they had those archetypes but we didn't want to necessarily be like this guy is shadowhawk or this guy is prophet or something because yeah we do have like a big open canvas now that we can sort of paint this guy's story on him and you know where he came from and where you know uh, yeah i i am sort of proud of that i feel like we're uh uh, we're managing to squeeze a lot of heart out of this guy, even though he is just a fuck up constantly. <laughs> but I just, I just, I can identify with. Yeah, that that thing of coming <laughs> back to kind of like your parents and you fucked up your life and you have to live with your mum and dad again. We can all kind of like relate to that. The fact that you kind of had a, had a lover uh, girlfriend when you was younger and you don't know where it, it could have gone to and it never quite plays out. And you wonder, wonder if I went back to that, see how it would play out. That's another sort of thing it taps into. It's really relatable. Because what Dan does, he normally just buys a bottle of blue nun wine and takes a Chinese <laughs> and takes a Chinese takeaway around at midnight. But you've gone down a whole half eaten Chinese takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, sorry to yeah. The the other thing I was wondering about is how you know I do have this like little fantasy about you and uh easy about you and Tim doing a doing a lot of it doing a lot of LSD and working on that issue where you're off uh, in that. I don't know if Tim has done mushrooms. I'm a, a real, uh, whatever a psychedelic teetotaler is. <laughs> I have this, uh, this working theory that like the part of what make comics creators when they're in their uh, moment, you know, like when they're fertile, 
uh, is the tension and the anxiety. And if that's the case, I'm about to be fucking Alan Moore this year because I am very anxious. <laughs> but uh, I like I the idea of giving up control like that is is so terrifying to me. Uh, me and my buddy are are planning to go out to the woods and and, and get get crazy because it's all comes back to work. Like I'm like, well, if I if I get real fucked up, maybe I'll open up some sort of pathway to some other stories or some other. It was ideas. perception, my friend. Yeah, is it in it? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, we, uh, that was through research and uh, and and just talking to other people. We're posers, I think. I don't think Tim has done mushrooms like that. He definitely had <laughs> a heroic dose of mushrooms. Yeah. Are you going? Are you going to heroes? By the way, no. Uh, oh, it's a shame. That. We could have we could have done it there. I'm at work. How does the working process? Between two, obviously, yeah, this is as, as well as this book, you've got your own books you do separately as well. Um, so how is the balance of both co-writing, co-artist, um, scheduling as well? How is it all? How does that work? Well, scheduling's not great, uh, but the <laughs> the balance actually is pretty great on Local Man. Um, to Tim, like the I usually have the majority of the drawing work to do. So Tim will take on the early part of the scripting um, for for arc two and arc three. We we actually got together in person and did like our own little like local man summit. He would come out here and we would just post up in my studio and and sit there with, you know, three by five cards and, and whiteboards and figure out where it's all going. So we have an outline going into it and Tim will write the first draft and then uh, I will scramble to get all my other stuff done. And then as soon as I get, you know, free enough, I'll start, uh, I'll do my draft of the script and then I'll start uh, thumbnailing and take my photos. And th- during that whole time, Tim will usually be drawing his backup. And then I'll go, you know, draw solidly for, you know, two, three weeks. And then, uh, and I letter it to, um, and do the design stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like all the oh, props to you covers. because when you go into full uh, image mode, especially in the backups, it's full image mode, and it Thank sings you. Yeah. in my heart. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing free like like annoys me more than if there's a, a throwback in something and they do it wrong. You know, like yeah, where, yeah, like as like uh, fonts that don't belong, or you know, uh, if it's if they're just lettering it like the same way that they lettered the rest of the book. So in local man, like the balloons in my side are hand drawn, like in, like in criminal. Um, and then the balloons on the backups are always d- digital balloons. Um, so is this a ha- hand drawn or have you made your own font for that? Uh, well, the, I do, I still use a digital font for the letters. Like it's the same. I just stole Sean Phillips shit. Like he he uses a digital font for the letters and he just draws the the balloons around them his are even more regimented because if you look at his the the words are always at the top of the panel like it doesn't the word balloon doesn't go down through the page like that it's just always like like he's just a machine uh mine are a little more scatterbrained and 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 sort of like less uh less masterfully planned out i guess Um, but but yeah like all that stuff I feel like I lost the. I got to talking about lettering and lost the thread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, oh, the the collaboration. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've sort of like put the whole thing together. A lot of that's because I'm like a a control freak. But so no editor, just down to you. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, me and Seely. And then he's always there to, you know, uh, we need this page. You know, I need a panel like this. Or sometimes I'll be so stressed that I'll be like, can you draw this crowd scene? Or, you know, just like back and forth. Sometimes they'll just thumbnail stuff in and I'll ink over it. Or, you know, like it's a it's a real like the sort of thing you like. Remember when you saw Chasing Amy and they're like sitting uh, like at, yeah. on tables with each yeah. other? The dream. Uh, it's sort of like that, except he lives in Chicago and I live in LA. I love that lamppost you draw. That's yeah, one exactly. of my favorite lines in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, the, the one out there. It's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, you use um, you use a lot of homages. Let's call it that. Um, and I, I think, forgive me, because I think you've been asked this on EOC, but have you had anyone go, oh, yeah. You know, anyone who you're homaging? Our guys? Yeah. Uh, like the, the image guys? Mm, not really. I... I gave the first issue to Rob Liefeld. I ran into him at a comic store that I was there having a signing. Uh, well, that was unreal. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would say with it. Yeah. He was not there for my signing. I want you to be very clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> happened to be at a comic store and it was uh, a poorly attended signing, which is very fucking shameful to have like your childhood hero show up and just see you failing. And yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, but he was very cool about it. He like, uh, you know, tweeted about it and was just like, check this out. And, I, and but I do think that he, from being fucked on for years, is worried that we're fucking on him because I, I know that he's right. like, gotcha. Fair play. emailed people yeah. and gone like, is this, you know. I mean, um, his Twitter is like an argument in an empty room. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like <laughs> fucking nonstop. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I used to follow uh, rapper Talib Kweli. And he would just argue with literally anybody. Like he's a, a multi-platinum multi selling artist and literally anybody could pop up and be like, you're trash. And he would be like, they'd spend all day arguing. Your mom's that. trash. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rob Liefeld definitely has that energy. He will fight with you if you fucking <laughs> say that Fabian Nicier is a co-created fucking Oh my choice. God. Yeah. We were talking about that before you arrived. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> did he, don't he, bring that one up. Yeah. Did an absolutely savage response to someone today. Oh, we were posting about it on the Slack. He, we? Didn't he put like a picture of like an arm? And he said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah. the hell is this? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It put your mum through college or something like that, wasn't it? No, I think it was like, the, it was the career you wish you had it. You that's wish you right. Had it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Someone was trying to dunk on him and he just set yeah. fire to them online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any bitch. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I worry that he like, the closest I think we've had to anybody responding to it is that he, I think, is worried that we're making fun when we absolutely are not. No, it's a lot. Oh, no, man. Not, yeah, yeah, totally. And then yeah. when we asked to use uh, Boof in uh, in Local Man Gold, Todd McFarlane uh, made it. I don't think he's read it. Obviously, he doesn't read comics, but he, he understood like he knew what the book was because uh, they the way they asked him was they were like. Hey, uh, some some guys, because like people come to him all the time and want to use Spawn or want to use you know whatever. Um, he's in Philadelphia right now, um, and so the the editorial at McFarlane had to, has to go run it past him, and they said, "Hey, some guys want to use uh, one of the characters. It's local man." And he's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what do they want?" And they go, uh, <laughs> "They want to use Boof," and he was like, "Boof, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> this is great." <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so that, that's as close to a response as we've had for either of those oh and then jim valentino has been on board since day one very oh, nice oh, fantastic yeah well yeah. he comes from that underground background doesn't he yes. where it's yeah i think that's part of it probably but yeah, for so those who like, don't know about the special about gold did you want to just explain what it is tony because for people who don't know you've got a lot of different characters in there yeah you? 
some of which you've yeah, kind of worked on peripherally as well um mm-hmm. is that right fire breather is that the, the character oh yeah, you yeah, a, yeah you're right back up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know better than me um yeah after the first arc we we were like let's do a, a like an annual to get people interested and sort of do like a repilot or a, uh like a a new uh jumping on point a new gateway which we're always constantly trying to do um but we wanted to do a crossover and we were like well let's do a fucking death mate yeah yeah i fucking laughed when i heard you (laughs) say that man i don't think i've ever read it i own it i've owned it for my whole life i might have flicked through it but i think i've ever i've read your comic instantly death mate black was the one i I read it recently didn't i last year in the last year i read it just before this uh local man gold came out so it was Hell yeah. What's your timing? I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is. Yeah, I think my favorite is the first half of Red. Black is beautiful, but has is a real jumble of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's something yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. They had as many writers on Black as they had artists. And so it's just like, and it's all, you know, it's like <laughs> Brandon it's, Choi. And like, one of my favorite panels is in Red of comics because Which one? Uh, in there's four characters die in a panel. And it's just a silhouette of an explosion with a couple of figures getting torn up. And it's got it's like riptide, so and so and so and so all die in this explosion. And it's like not bigger than like two postage stamps. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I I own two pages from Red. Wow. Oh, okay. nice. One Liefeld one and one that I think is like Mark Pacella or something. Because because he Liefeld did like an issues worth, and then he was like. Uh, like that part in a Tupac song where he just passes it off to the outlaws. He's like, I'll let yeah. my boys handle this from here on out. Uh, and that's what happens in, in Death May Red. So I've got a, a real good Liefeld page of Die Hard, uh, like, like smashing into a bunch of Nazis. I think they were Nazis. I don't know. Yeah, it's always <laughs> that's all you need to know about. All you need to know about Death Mate. Just describe that one page. People yeah. are in, aren't they? That's the thing about image. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing about Death we're really on a tangent here. The thing about Death <laughs> they tried, to, they were like, Image has this beautiful artwork, and but Valiant, they really care about story. Yeah. Uh, and so they tried to like mush those two together, but it was not, those were not two uh, readerships that needed to be brought together. Like the kids nah. that like huge comics like me were little dipshits who didn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When I started reading about the Geomancer and all the stuff in the, in the Valley. Oh, and Armstrong and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to walk into the sea. Like, <laughs> Where is bad rock? I don't yeah. care about it. I think the only one I liked at the time, I'm not sure which Valiant one it's in, but I think it's the hard courts and they're having a fight in the sewer. And I think that's the yeah. only one I was like, Oh, that's yeah, actually yeah. pretty good. But yeah, uh, the rest of them, like you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we decided let's do a deathmate, uh, but like do like our version of that, which is take all the all the image stuff, but then also make it about character and make it about this guy and sort of like uh, uh, t- t- tell a story that's a personal story. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that we built our crossover, it's the the crossjack from the backup stories. The guy from the '90s gets thrown through, you know. Uh, comic book Michigas into modern times and so our he has to go on an adventure with with himself the younger person that fucked it all up for him and and all and also all these other image comics characters yeah. um 
So yeah, we went around and we asked, you know, friends of ours if we could borrow their characters. And like uh, Tim Seeley's real tight with Jay Fairber, and I'm tight with Phil and Andy who made Fire Breather because I did backups for them real early on. Um, and we reached out to, like I said, McFarlane, and we reached out to Mark Silvestri's company um, because I had a um, a Cyberforce gag that I wanted to do my whole life. And, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, Tim knows Jim Rugg a little bit, and he let us use Street Angel. Uh, cool. Yeah, for those three there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Tim obviously is tight with Tom King, so uh, he let us use John Peterson, who was not a 1990s image comic superhero, but sort of fits into the modern day of this and makes it all fit together. And uh, yeah, so we, we had a lot of fun. That was super collaborative because not only were we both working on the same comic, but we were on every page, basically we're both working on the same pages. So we were just doing an image United, you know, passing, passing pages back and forth. I'd lay them out. Tim would draw the superheroes and then I'd draw all the rest of it around them. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very fun. Uh, and it's a, it's, it'll be in the second trade, but as it stands now, I think you can still order it. It's just a one-shot issue. Yeah, super shiny gold foil cover. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so yeah. the first the first trade's out, and the second one isn't out for a month or so. Is it? Is that right? Yeah, second one comes out uh, in March. Basically, everything in my life comes out in March. March. <laughs> <laughs> the FOC for Volume Two of uh, Local Man and Local Man Bad Girls and Feral Number One is all uh, March. Fourth, and and I think they all start to come out around the twenty seventh, early April. So, so okay. you're going to get a lot of nosebleeds at the beginning of March. That's the anxiety like, building up slowly. It's only, it's only February. It's only February time. Right? <laughs> the uh, so so th this moves us on to a little thing we did last week, where we we took the first seven image books, yeah. and we asked each of us to which one would you save, which one you get rid of. So Ooh. one one got to go. One got to go. One got one will definitely stay. Okay. So you get, do you want me to read out? I'm sure you remember, but I'll read them out for listeners' sake. But let's, for the, for the readers at home, let's. Yeah, we got yeah. Uh, Youngblood, Wildcats, Savage Dragon, Spawn, Shadowhawk, Cyberforce, Wetworks. Mm. So let's say, which one do you want to keep? Let's do keep first. Time. Keep Youngblood. Keep Youngblood. Yeah. Okay. Easy answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 With your comics, we can, we can dig that, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, none of us got rid of young bloods, did we? No, no. And then I feel like, and this is, it hurts my heart to do this, but I feel like I get rid of Cyberforce, <laughs> but with, with the caveat that Mark Silvestri did Witchblade after that, and he did Darkness after that, and he yeah. sort of became the the mature Mark Silvestri. Like, if we get rid of Cyberforce, I still have X Men, I still have Wolverine, yeah. I still have Darkness and Witchblade. Yeah. You know, so I feel I don't like it, but if I if one guy go, that's the that's one. Be the one. No, not not that I'm stalking you, Tony, but I have to say that you also on Kickstarter did back the complete Cyberforce, so it does show that you love it. <laughs> I put my yeah. money where my mouth is. Yes, <laughs> thank you. So if you are listening, Mister Silvestri, we, he still yeah. does did love you. Did you in the local man gold, and it was one of my. One of the happiest times of my life was writing, you know, putting uh, words in Striker's mouth. Oh, Striker, right. Strike Force, all of that. Oh, yeah, mm. incredible. <laughs> yes. The one I would, I would really hate to lose the McFarlane Cyberforce too. I look at that fucking thing all the time. Such a weird, uh, just such a weird artifact. But like, I'm so like I said, like being that age when those things came out was really fucked me up. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I, I think also. Um, 
around that time, especially when you're a kid, it's almost like you, you picked your favourite flavour as well. Even if you liked all of them, there was yeah. the one that you sort of lent more towards. Yeah. Um, because the books were almost such a range, even though lots of people like it's just the X-Men. But um, right. you clearly, you were the you were the young blood kid. Is that the... Yeah, that well, one? I loved X-Force and then I didn't know... I like I didn't have Wizard Magazine. It was sort of right at the very earliest part of my collecting, so I didn't know they were coming mm-hmm. back. And a friend gave me Youngblood at, a, at like my thirteenth or fourteenth birthday party, and it was like you know because remember like they weren't allowed to have uh, Juggernaut get stabbed in the eyeball in Spider Man, so I, that's the comics I was used to. And he gave me. Not only it was like he gave me Youngblood number two, the first prophet, and he also gave me Youngblood Strike File. And Youngblood Strike File is fucking demonic. Like it's <laughs> Jay Lee at his oh, most yeah, cool. operatic. Yeah. And, and and I'm just like, this is comics? Like <laughs> there's it's out of control. Uh and then the other side was Rob Liefeld just doing a like a full splash page story uh about Die Hard and the and the allies in the in the World War II. It was so epic to me. It really captured me. Um, and then uh, like a ton of my other favorites from that time came out of the Extreme Studios. So, like I love Todd Knock at that time. Um, mm. I really liked uh, like the early Dan Fraga stuff. I love the fucking Jay Lee stuff. Um, and then uh, Roger Cruz, who everybody just called uh, like a J. Scott Campbell or a Joe Mad knockoff guy mm. uh, at I loved him. Like I was like, I like the things he does better than when he rips off. Like when he did Glory, he... I think did he do Glory? He did yeah. Glory. Cruz did Glory for. He a... did some Glory. He did yeah. basically the whole second volume of Youngblood. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, he would like he started out doing being Campbelly. He's a Brazilian guy, and I think they had like a studio system over there where it was like draw like Mike Diodato, draw like J. Scott Campbell, or draw mm. like Joe. You know, this is what the people were buying, and they like Marvel would hire them just to fill in the gaps when you know yeah uh when when those guys weren't there i don't think he like woke up and was just like i shall rip off a joe magic i don't know what a Brazilian people sound like <laughs> good impression <laughs> yeah. but it's just sort of where he ended up but i loved his work so much i bought a bunch of his original stuff from that time oh wow okay uh, just because i think i'm the only one that cares about it but yeah youngblood yeah. there's so many like high points of youngblood that first arc i just heard i was watching uh, uh kayfabe did like a a read through of a comics journal interview with Rob Liefeld where he's at that time oh, yeah. yeah, said that he thought that that first arc of Youngblood wasn't his best stuff. And I was, you could have knocked me over with a feather. Well, <laughs> I was like, okay. I think well, that's your best stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of think that image comics got a bump for sort of general, especially in the UK, from what I can understand, UK comic readers when that documentary came out, because suddenly really? people were going, fuck me. They had a spaceship. In their studio, do you remember they built a spaceship, didn't they? Yeah, and like sort of, thing. and I think a lot of the Nuts. more sort of hipster people, especially at you know conventions like Thought Bubble, started thinking it's cool again. You know, it was a bit of that. I think I felt right. that wave again. Well, a lot of us kind of, let's face it, we kind of laughed a little bit at some of the sort of sure. irregularities and yeah. excesses of um, image sometimes. But I think that kind of brought it back into people's brains again. Sometimes I think that's part of any especially as a creative person or just anybody that enjoys artistic stuff like we do is you start out just be everything's cool and you're taking it all in and then you start to take a critical eye to stuff and you sort of like then it's like because you can notice something 
then you just automatically think that's bad. I always yeah. like Rob Liefeld and uh, Comic Sans and Michael Bay as things that the layman can easily spot, right? And they just know through the culture that that means that's bad, right? So like you see like a, a Michael Bay shot of like a flag blown in the wind or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sunset. Here you go, again. yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it's just like, well, I mean, also kind of badass too, though, right? Like if you're looking, yeah, I'll, I'll take like, it, man. I won't go on the, out on a limb for Comic Sans, but it is just a very easy to spot thing that people that yeah. blame it. Oh, that sucks. I know that sucks. You know? I mean, I mean, we love Dragon here. We, we, all oh, three of us for the one we yeah. keep. We're like Savage Dragon, easy answer. It's still kicking ass. It's oh. still great. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those comics. I was yeah. trying to think. You know, when they did that that month where they all swapped comics, Excellent. what comic did uh, Larson do? Can you remember? He did Wildcats. He did Wildcats. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think not I the best remember one, that. Wildcats Dragon Swap. Neither of them were were super great. Uh, I did absolutely the, love the Jim. I think it was the cover, wasn't it? Jim Lee did yeah. a uh, dragon, dragon in the, in the sewer. sewer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. It yeah. promised so much. Like that yeah. cover you saw, it was like, holy fuck. fuck. It yeah. was on. Uh, yeah. But I think that was also when Jim Lee was drawing, was trying to draw less. There were, he would go through phases early in that image where like he would go real hard and then he would sort of pull back and then you'd see like, uh, the background guys, and he'd have it wouldn't just all be Scott Williams, it'd be like a bunch of different anchors, and right, yeah. Um, but yeah, X Month, I love the I mean, you know, Liefeld guy to the core, so I love the uh, Shadowhawk Zero, uh, and like I said, I love that McFarlane Cyberforce, it's so weird. Uh, and the Valentino Youngblood was fun, it, that was that's like a full comic, like it really, yeah, had a big thing. Yeah. I don't have to go and dig these out. So I've yeah. got these in the yeah, box. Yeah, that's how I feel about these. Yeah. Even things like, is it New Men and all these sort of books? I, I occasionally go and look yeah. at them. What's the one we were talking about before we came on? Wildstar. Wildstar. Like, I think I need there to go back one. and reappreciate that, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought there was something to that. And it kind of, I, I can't even remember reading one or two issues of it. That's the thing but is, they, I, I probably really like it now, but I glossed over yeah. it when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I, that one doesn't it, look like something. It, I'm it almost reminded me a bit too, and not too much is the wrong phrase, but a bit more like a Bronze Age comic in a way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Rather yeah. Than well, because Jerry Ordway, like he was, yeah. yeah, he's from a generation above those guys. He's one of the few, like Mike Grell, him. Yeah. yeah. That might be it from that period because Johnson and Stroman did try, but they were sort of of that current generation. Hmm. I, well, yeah. I mean, Stroman might have been. A little bit before. Who did we get on 63? Like I can't, who drew 63? I can't remember now. Um, who drew that? That was like Rick Veach and, and like those uh, guys. Of course. Yeah, so a little bit of them, maybe, I suppose. Yeah. More, more imagey, more um, Vertigo-y, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. I always think of that as more Alan Moore. And, yeah, and, totally. And bringing yeah. his crew. Because yeah. Rick Veach, I don't think he stuck around and did his other stuff there. And Steve Bissett definitely didn't stick around. He should have done Tyrant there. I think about it all the time. <laughs> he tried to do tyrant he was like ah i'll do tyrant on my own and then you know like just if it would have even at that time image could have sold so many of that fucking book mm. yeah there's so many choices that could have gone to image that you would have thought would have changed it somehow we were thinking about next men if that mm -hmm. was an image that would have been an interesting thing to have there that uh, was the, like i always think about that because you read john Byrne interviews and it's just i meet people like this all the time that are so stubborn and so convinced that they're right and other people are wrong and whatever, yeah. whatever, that they will just cut their nose off despite their face, you know, like, yeah. th like they've said that they didn't, like nobody invited John Byrne to be at image, but clearly they all loved him. If yeah. he would have showed up or like if, yeah. uh, 
if uh, Michael Golden would have showed up or Arthur Adams or any of those guys, yeah. they would have been, you know, ushered in the door. You know, there is. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Monkey Man <clears throat> O'Brien did great for them at Dark Horse. But like, imagine if that's an image. Comic, yeah. You know? Well, there was the rumor that Claremont almost walked across the street with them, wasn't there? There was this wasn't yes. Claremont on board with them for a while and then sort of decided not to. It's a phrase I'm yeah. going to use. So maybe that's where the burn thing came. I don't know. Well, I definitely, one. I mean, they sure love to talk shit about those boys in the press constantly, you know, like and <laughs> yeah. it, it is that yeah. thing where you're just like, you see these young shitheads just kicking ass and doing better than you. And you can, you know, you can, these guys are established. They're fine. Like Chris Claremont doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to do an image. Comic no, he, he's quite happy traveling around the world, pretending to be English. That's yeah. the thing we always love about <laughs> it. Whenever I speak to him, I'm like, where the fuck is that accent coming from, man? I don't even know what that is. Was it yeah. like he's born born there? He was born in Islington, over here. But... Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, that's like I'm, I really am talking about a lot of rappers on this show. It's like Slick Rick. Uh, he's like he's like vaguely British, but he was born over there, and grew up over here. But when he raps, he has like a little a lilt of a. a yeah, he's a yeah, wannabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and like like because it was the artist as well. I mean, it was all flash, and then. The critics came out for like you know all the writing and things, and yeah. then we had that wave of Alan Moore came in. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and like you know Neil Gaiman uh, worked on Angela and worked with Spawn and stuff. And, and the Dave changed. Sims, Dave Sims, yeah, 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 and that sort of changed things then, didn't it? Because then they were like, well, we've got Alan Moore. I kind of feel like Alan Moore just likes to fuck with everyone because he's so <laughs> sick of the sort of industrial comics model. He just goes yeah. in and says, "Oh fuck yeah. it, I'm going to do Supreme. That'll be yeah. funny." I I definitely miss that era of Alan Moore. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it it did seem like he was. It, I love somebody that is incredibly talented. Just going fuck it. Let's just I'll just sprinkle some of this over here. You know, he did yeah. like Violator versus Bad Rock. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> mad. Yeah, <laughs> he would just do the silliest shit. And but then people he, forget that he's and, also the guy that did Dr. and Quinch, which is probably the funniest comic ever been produced in England. I think. Mm. You know, Dear on Quinch, which came is a 2008 title. It's just fuck. I bought you it. Do you remember when we went to the yeah, 2008 yeah. convention? Alan, Alan Moore and fuck. Alan Davis. What Brilliant combination. Yeah. What a combination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, you're going to be busy in March with all uh-huh. of these. You got yeah. a few cons coming up as well, Tony. Yeah, right? yeah. But also, Feral is about to come out. Well, we, yeah, we got to talk about this before we let you go because obviously, as we said, it's stepping. It's not in the same world of stray dogs, is it? But it's uh, thematically related. Yeah, it's a, definitely a spiritual sequel, a thematic sequel to Stray Dogs. Um, when when we're Feral comes out uh, March twenty seventh, uh, and FOC is on March fourth. So if you're listening to this, uh, tell your shop Feral. Mm. Let me let me just. I like to put like an hour and a half into a show. I like to get put all the plugs. So tell your shop <laughs> Feral. Tell you want Uncanny Valley from Boob Studios. Me and Dave Wachter will talk about that. Oh, okay. Oh, god. Uh, yeah. And shop you want Local Man, uh, Bad Girls, and Local Man Volume Three. Uh, yeah, Feral is set in this in in a similar world to Stray Dogs. It's the whole same team from Stray Dogs. Me, Trish Forstner, Tone Rodriguez, Brad Simpson. Um, and but we switched things around a little bit in this one because we wanted to do. Uh, a different kind of story like Stray Dogs is almost like a bottle episode of a TV show where it's all just like it all takes place in this one room. It's like a play, you know, um, and we wanted to have more possibility for more story and, and be able to stretch this out and go longer. So this one takes place outside 
uh, in the world. And so we switched the sort of responsibilities around where Tone Rodriguez on the first one had sort of done like layouts or like pencil, pencil, tight pencils of what the page would be. And and Trish inked over that and, and had his backgrounds pretty much just there to ink. But on this one, we moved him up to just full backgrounds. Like they just share art art duties in this one. Artist Trish Borsner and Tone Rodriguez. Looks stunning. Uh, looks awesome. Yeah, it looks yeah. great, man. Yeah. And he's just going ape shit on backgrounds because it all takes place during the forest. Um, it's a story about <laughs> uh, three indoor cats, three house cats that get stranded in the middle of the woods during a massive nightmarish rabies outbreak. Um, and so it sort of plays like a, a zombie story with cats. Um, like like and, Dawn of the Dead meets Watership Down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> I think Watership <laughs> Down is scarier than the zombie movie sometimes. That fucked, agree. That fucked me up as a kid. That yeah, Watership totally. Down, yeah. Yeah. The, the tone of that thing is so frightening. I don't know why. Like the silence of it and the very creepy. Uh, yeah. yeah we're, it's, it's definitely that. It's It's a... The Watership Down was a Warner Brothers picture, I think, on a Disney movie. But it is same yeah. as Straight Up. It's a, it's a horror movie slash Disney movie in comic book form. Um, this one's an ongoing. Uh, it's, it's more like a survival horror, horror rather than a serial killer. Yes. Story. Well, that yeah. we try to do everything opposite. Like um, Stray Dogs had like one main villain. This one is like everywhere you turn, everyone's the villain. Um, Stray Dogs took place in a room. This takes place everywhere. Um, obviously, Straight Edge is about dogs. It's about cats. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just like us trying to do this, like capture the same sort of vibe that we had with Straight Dogs, but do a story that's completely different and be able to do stuff that's unexpected and and also tell stories about characters that are different. It's like the, yeah. the way we write these cats is different from the way uh, we wrote the dogs. Like it's not just a one-to-one. Like they sort of have different... Um, their their capabilities are different, and mm. their attitudes are different, and just like the way a cat is not the same as a dog, our characters are. Not I mean, the being same. a being a dog owner, and like, have you ever had a pet cat, or did you? Yeah, was it something? Cats. Yes, we grew up with cats, and I've lived with cats a bunch. Mm. Um, and yeah, they are a, a whole different. You know, they are uh, sort of more self sufficient, and but also they're comp- they're like. Uh, completely uh, savage at the same time, you know. Yeah, like yeah. they're they'll they're gonna take care of themselves, but also they may attack, uh, and they're also always sort of in, on the lookout for uh, for something to to fight or or to, mm. to on, you know. I guess mm. that, that's my experience. <laughs> yeah. So this is an ongoing, did you say? This one. Yeah. The first arc is is fully drawn. We're working on issue six right now. Wow. Um, and we're planning on doing as many of these as we possibly can uh the story has an ending and it's planned out for several arcs but uh it, it definitely is the sort of thing that we can um go like we're open to being able to go on a journey you know like we're open to have an idea and be like oh this will take us over here for a while and like it's a it's a looser structure than, than mm. straight up which was planned out you know down to the last detail before we even started uh, putting it out you know trying. what's going to happen though it's it's that classic sort of walking dead structure as well but but times 10 because you've got cute animals so people <laughs> will get, people yeah. will deeply get attached to the cats and if you do anything to them yeah i That's don't it. want to be you 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's what we thought about Stray Dogs too. Yeah. Like we in the Stray Dogs, uh, just assuming that at the end of issue three, that's when we lose everybody, and we just sort of put out the rest of the thing, and then hopefully the trades would sell okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when we uh, started <laughs> taking out these dogs, that is really when the book took off. I don't. It's think handled it's... so well, though. I must say, Tony, yeah. you get it perfect. Well, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect guest for a podcast. No, um, no. I, I mean, Feral looks great, and of course, Uncanny Valley with uh, Dave. Yeah, Waxes. what's this one? Yeah. So this is a book that I've had um, bubbling for over a decade, probably. I've just sort of been scribbling down ideas about it, and it's this big, big idea. I have is the biggest idea i think that i have as far as like stories and adventure and so it's the one that feels the most like a big fucking thing Mm. um but it's about this at the heart of it is small it's about this boy named oliver who's like uh trying to figure out where how he fits in as a coming of age thing Uh, he feels like he doesn't belong anywhere um he's him and his single mom are always moving around and he never really sets down roots and he doesn't feel like he has a culture necessarily and they don't know any of their other family and uh he's sort of trying to deal with that and trying to figure out how to fit in and and like uh, like finds himself you know like in situations with other kids where it's like he's only trying to to fit in you know he's only trying to 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 be figure out who he is and then we find out in the first issue that the reason why he feels different and he feels like an outsider is because he's part cartoon and there's this whole <laughs> cartoon world that he sort of is read into and, and has to like experience because he's like this sort of like, you know, Harry Potter half breed chosen, you know, whatever, whatever plot, plot, plot. But it's this <laughs> big, crazy story about a, about a, like a, an adventure and a chase and a cartoon world coming after this kid and his and his grandpa, who's a cartoon character and and like him sort of like developing cartoon powers and, and learning about himself, but also learning about uh, his family. And uh, I don't know, it's it's the most me thing uh, I think I've come up with since Stray Dogs, where it's just like that. I don't know who else would make this story. Um, and and then with Dave, who I worked with very early in my career, uh, and then we sort of both went our own way for, for a long time, kept in touch. And I, I got better at what I did, and he got better at what he did. And now uh, he's turning pages for this. I was trying to bring him up so I could show you guys, not that the listeners would care. But uh, don't worry, don't worry about listeners. That's fine. I couldn't make them. Uh, I don't know if this shows. Up. Oh, yeah, I can see. Oh, we can see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh good color word. as well, man. Yeah. yeah. I he's mean, he's coloring himself. It looks fully painted. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean, we're, but we're doing the same thing as Stray Dogs, where it's it different. feels a lot cleaner yeah. line than his um, current Punisher stuff, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not as much blacks, like open line, and then and then full color. Like, I mean, this is just a boring page with a kid and his mom, but like, it's just oh, so... just the shadow nice. and everything. A lot of personality, yeah. Around, yeah. yeah. Listeners, if you don't know who uh, Dave Wachter is, uh, check out the look show notes up. and look out just some of his past work. Obviously, he did Punisher, but we were talking before the show. Guns of Shadow Valley is yeah, he's a mind he's blower. Done... He's done a few cool. What's the Breath of Bones? What's that hardback? Is it Breath of Bones? That was the Steve Niles book he did as a a kid, like a golem. Yeah, Um, that's one. He also did uh, this book years ago called A Night of Ten Thousand Wolves. 
I recommended it years ago on the show yeah. because I absolutely love that book. I absolutely, yeah, it's on my shelf behind me now. So, um, yeah, you should tell Dave him. that you should warn him that we're going to hunt him down to get on the show. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Look, I love it. I love having, he's had a podcast himself. Like, he can talk. I love having uh, collaborators that I can sort of lean on to do part of this. You know, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, but you are, it, we haven't mentioned as well as you're, you're technically, I'm going to say you're the fourth chair. Um, on the uh, on the eleven o'clock podcast as well, aren't you? You are what about once a month or so? Yeah, I listen to you. Jason, yeah, whenever Jason goes someplace, usually they'll bring me in, or sometimes they just you know have me come and sit with all all three of them. Uh, yeah, I love that show. Those guys are my guys. They're great guys, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's why I was asking about heroes because it's the the hotness and everyone's talking about going to there. I know. I always feel bad about that one because I I feel like I could go out there and really have fun hanging out with yeah. those guys, but. Uh, yeah, they just, I'm not in the heroes rotation. They don't invite me. So, right. And I'm, okay. I'm always like, uh, I can be busy working or I can be busy going to shows and, and hunting down how to get to shows. Yeah. Uh, and so, <clears> well, I'm going well, to the bar. Because yeah. you're working, there's tons of <laughs> comics coming soon. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to talk about doing Army of Darkness too. Oh, oh man, I was reading that today. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. You. Yeah. Yeah. God. So yeah, it only means you're, you're going to have to come back on the show. Yeah, any time, man. Yeah, Anything you got, we, please. Yeah, please it'd be great. Back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, where can our lovely listeners um, find out more about these books, or you know, follow you online, etc.? Uh, you can follow me online. I'm on all the social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok a lot. Uh, oh, okay. Get you. Like nobody other us. Trendy other us. Look, if you want to waste time, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how Twitter used to like scroll and just sort of like get entranced? Imagine yeah, if it's yeah. video too. It's yeah, terrific. Yeah. I have to stay away from this shit, otherwise it's a time yeah. suck, isn't it? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before you yeah. realise you only have half hour, yeah. so looking at crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I watch yeah. enough pornography as sure. it is. I don't need any other videos. <laughs> I don't want pornography on. That would be it. Would be all over if they had. That would be great. There's a, there's a there. The there's a story there Twitter. somewhere. <laughs> That's a comic comic view, Tony. Yeah, porn. Porn TikTok takes over the world. What rhymes with TikTok? No, we're not going to. Yeah. But yeah, I'm at Tony Fleece at all those places. I have a website, tonyfleece.com, where I sell original art and 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 I'll I have like a mailing list on there too. Uh, I'm you. I feel like you can't miss me, although I I do also feel like maybe people are missing me because you know. <laughs> Sometimes the numbers come in on these books. I'm like, I feel like I was screaming about this thing. So no one's going to miss you after this, Tony. Hopefully, man. We really, uh, we're really yeah. putting all of our heart into this, into this book, Feral, and into Uncanny Valley, um, and I mean all of them. But uh, I do, I hope that we get some of that stray dogs, uh, just the attention. noise yeah. was around, yeah. the attention and noise, and I, I feel like it'll. Uh, trickle down to everything else. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You're a busy man as well. Yeah. Oof, busy. Boy, boy. Yeah, yeah. So we better let you get back to it. Thank you for joining us. You've been amazing. How cool was that? It's good, wasn't it? Oh, so top many, dude. And so many amazing comics. To, <laughs> so many amazing comics to look forward to. Yeah, I think. Yeah, from uh, great creators. So Very don't exciting. be don't be surprised if you might hear some of uh, his collaborators on the show over the year because um, yeah we were only talking about getting uh tim Seeley on recently weren't we yeah we had a little chat about yeah. it didn't we? Yeah. yeah and uh They've whacked us, it's been a perennial since we yeah. started this we've yeah. really enjoyed this stuff as well, yeah. yeah um he's almost like uh i feel like 
the classic Punisher comic, the, the, the first appearance of the Punisher, where Dave Wacht is sort of hanging from a wall, and I'm there with a laptop, and he's in my sights, and I'm looking at him, thinking, he's going to be on the show one day. Is he going to have to um, come in, knock at the door, and he's got to come to fix the photocopier? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. A little call back to the start of the show <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the reasons I referenced that um, before we get on the show is um, like Dave Johnson recently posted on Instagram that there's a new Punisher comic <laughs> coming up soon. Oh, and this I, is going to be so good. And he did a homage Already. cover of that. It's a Nick Fury comic, actually, isn't it? I think it's a Fury yeah, comic. I think it is, yeah. 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 But it's been done a while, isn't it? It's the one we've yeah. heard about a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, with uh, Garth Ennis as the writer. Yeah, we're excited for that. Man, one, that's going to yeah. be fucking ace. Who, one of you two said he's he is the the best person to write the Punisher. I th- yeah. No I, two I, ways I said that. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. kind of, yeah, just that's his thing. It's kind he's of, the governor of it. Yeah. If you try yeah. and write another one afterwards, you're always going to be compared to yeah. that run. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so, so strong. Yeah. And we will say no more. Yeah. But say no if, more. If you're a fan of Garth Ennis, just keep listening to this show in the future. That's all we yeah. got to say. That's all we got to say. But before we uh, move on to, to recommends, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? I've got a series. Actually, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but mummy, I think we're back in convention season, guys. So uh, a new comics event. It feels um, like you never leave it. Oh, I know. Sometimes the uh, a new comics event, um, which has been mentioned by a few people, I noticed on the Slack and stuff, is Ink Blot Festival, Manchester, twenty fourth of Feb. It's a one day event, three pounds entry, just three pounds. It's held at the Thomas Centre, Ardwick Green, North Manchester, M twelve six FZ. Go and find them on. Instagram and they've got their own website which you can find through their Instagram account Ink Blot Festival looks like <coughs> quite an up and comer I know a couple of I think Dan Charlie who might come up in a minute mm-hmm. is going to it uh, tickets are now available for Thought Bubble Festival 17, 16th to 17th of November which is the kind of comic bit of it it does extend out into the previous week a little bit as well um, it's held at Harrogate Convention Centre again this year a weekend pass is going to set you back £33 um a day pass, I think, is about £24. I think that's including booking fee. Exhibitors, uh, if you're thinking of exhibiting, you can exhibit and you can get a full table for £185 um, uh, for an extra pass of just £25 extra. Um, please, uh, I noticed on the website, they said if you apply, it doesn't definitely mean you'll get one. It's a curated event. Not everyone who applies can in any way get I think they're inundated with applications. <clears throat> uh, speaking about the world of Patreon and Dan Charnley, You'd be hard pressed to find a better Patreon than Dan's Monsters by yeah. Dan Charnley. Yeah. Uh, comics, movies, art, podcasts. Uh, he also sent all three of us possibly the best care package I've ever had. Oh, mate, it's fucking amazing. <clears throat> I, it made my week. Yeah. And me, man. So, yeah. I was having a bit of a shit Monday and that turned up and I was like, it's just great. Yeah. yeah, me too, man. I got, I've even read one of the, I've already read one, of the, one and a half of the novels that he sent. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, brilliant. And he gave me a mage uh, action figure and his baseball bat glows in the dark. And yeah. I did turn the lights off to check that, and it That's, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he did, uh, he, he did Robocop say, figure, which yeah. is just brilliant. Yeah, and I got I got a box of horror goodness that's just wonderful, including loads of Rachel Rising, but uh, lots of Terry Moore Oh, I saw stuff. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, ter- that. Terry yeah. Moore, like how to um, draw um, like expressions and how to draw women and just loads of... It's just amazing stuff. He's the man, um, yeah. Very, very... Uh, kind and generous um but go and get on it it's yeah. seemingly something every day a great commentary he's put out little sort of audio things one about the evil dead 
Um, there's some great stuff on there. He and I share a, a sort of similar movie interest thing on, you know, sort of trash movies. Yeah. But yeah, you'll you'll definitely love it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of another comic convention, I just want to Coco... say one more thing for, on, for Dan yeah. actually, because um, when he said he was going to send some stuff, um, he said, "Don't worry, not any of my own shite." He's obviously self-deprecating. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad it was. But yeah. but Dan's comics and artwork are fucking brilliant. So yeah, yeah. go and check it. Check go it check out. it. Yeah, yeah I, just want, I just stuff. wanted to put that in before you carried on. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, Coco Comic Con is back as well, sixth of April. Yeah, the story twenty seven Meeting House Lane, Lancaster, LA one one th. Coco C O C O Coco Comics uk. Ten a.m. to five p.m. and it's free entry that one, which is great. Nice. And just a sort of personal one. After five years of being nagged, uh, finally, um, all four parts, along with um, probably a, a one page that no one's seen unless you got one of the 15 prints we had made um of cockney kung fu it's finally on the way um yes. can't wait mate can't wait <laughs> put together by our new signing at tribute paul sausage uh he's put it together um so if you haven't read it and i think there are some people out there who sort of are come after the time we did the anthology yeah who haven't read cockney kung fu it's uh it's going to be i'm hoping it's going to arrive day after tomorrow and then oh, uh, if, it, if it looks all right if it's shaped up okay from the print area it'll be going on sale pretty much straight away so keep your eyes open for that one as well just need the third part then of the anthology to be collected. Oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Vince. Hey Vince. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Don't pressure me. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people got black, didn't they? Because yeah. they, they'd sort of joined after you'd kind of done yeah. that. But... Yeah, yeah. Don't, Mate, don't I can't know. wait for Cotton Kung Fu. Can't yeah. wait. It, the cover looks great, man. I'm really pleased yeah. with it. Um, Good yeah, I reread it. Funny enough, Paul Sausage did the cover. Or well, he sort of worked. He sort of he designed the cover with. Um, uh with nick nicky boy prolix's art um and i did it so there's a sort of fresh intro talking about um how nick and i worked and stuff but uh yeah nick nick killed on it man i wish nick i sometimes i was chatting to him this week um and uh uh i don't think i can say actually oh no he's put it on instagram so congratulations on the upcoming event by the way nick nice um, yeah yeah i wish he'd do more comics yeah yeah, I've got that photo of the three of us at uh, I've got it framed in my office. I yeah. think he gave it to me framed. I've got it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so good. Yeah. There my one guys. There you go. Damn, what what have you got? Speaking of Comic Cons, <laughs> Lawless <laughs> oh, no. 2024 Double Tree Hill in Bristol, 25th and 26th of May. Go check that one out. Uh, I've got two shout Kickstarter shout outs. One's the guys with great power comes little to no responsibility. The guys is the funniest swearest comic called the guys you'll you'll ever read uh, this is kind of like a redo redraw from the ground up uh from the original comic okay uh, go check that one out we've got uh off the the slack dave hingley it's his first kickstarter oh, windbreaker yeah. a spy comedy comic for all ages that's yet to launch but you can sign up for the uh you know where you do that save thing and you get reminded when it's on the launch it's an A4 size 82 page full color all ages comic featuring john sterling secret agent of snoop Cool. So go check that one out. I think that brings me to the end of my shout outs. I mean, join the Slack, by the way. We should we never yes. pimp it enough. Yeah. But, uh, oh. It's on fire at the moment. It's really yeah. fun on there. And Lots the fucking good. work you guys are putting into um, drawing every single day. There's about five or six of you every day. I see a new picture drawing. for a the theme that yeah. they're doing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you want to join the Slack, get in touch with us. Because there's a wonderful community. Anyone can join. Anyone, Anyone. can join. Um, it's wonderful. It's comic-centric and positive uh, community of people. And... Best memes channel on the internet as well, by the way. <laughs> and there's oh, also great. a genuine, like, interesting comics discussion. And help. If you got, yeah. if you are, oh, I don't know what to do about this. We had someone talking about 
running something today and there's about eight people with like yeah. really decent advice yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously we we touched on like ai art we you know a topic that we'll probably keep dropping um, back into as the year goes yeah. on and and we always say keep the conversation going and what and the discussion and what i love about like our slack community is is a genuine discussion is discourse no one's yeah. over the top and there's you know people are talking backwards and forwards and developing they're basically taking the nonsense that we talk about and actually put it in a decent uh and, yeah and well yeah, thought out yeah. Way. being intelligent about it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because we're just here to talk a load of nonsense and to recommend some comics so Speaking of which, it's that time of the show where we're going to recommend some comics for you to check out and go forth on your read. Uh, Tony, what have you got? Do you want to start? Tommy, <coughs> sorry. So my first one is called London Inferno, 87 pages, black and white. Story by L.F. Bole, art by Roger Mason, originally published by E.P. Editions in France and translated by Roger himself and now published again um, in English by Marcosia. Uh, we got this through from Roger. I don't know if you remember, but I really like his... cover looks great on this. What a cover! I'm going to talk about it in a second, man. Fucking hell! The I got his book, The Mice. Do you remember? Yeah, we talked about it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really looking forward to this. He emailed into the to the pod. Thanks very much, Roger. Uh, yeah, the cover. To me, it reminds me of something by a guy called Takeo Saito, who's the guy who did the Golgo Thirteen book. Yep. No. Yeah. You see? Do you get that? You seeing that? It's a bit of a manga influence on there. Yep. For me, yep. <clears throat> it's like a crash car. One guy's shooting over the top of it. The other guy's sort of in the driver's seat with blood coming out of his forehead and a broken windscreen and stuff. Um, impactful, brute. I'd, I'd say almost brutal in its effect. Um, and but it's got storytelling and immediacy to it, and is massively eye-catching. I think. If you saw that from across the shop, you pick it up. I think. Mm. Really good, and it's, it's he reworked that cover. That's a new cover for it. Um, the writer Ibole is is known very well known in BD circles, Bon Destinée circles. Um, his current book is called The Bomb, and has sold 150 units over in France. So, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. <clears throat> um, so this is an old, slightly old work for Roger, who drew it in 2002. But it's only now, as we find, you know, all these great books that finally make them way their way into English language. Uh, and he's also got a follow up called Mongo Le Man- Magnifique on the way in France as well. So this is drawn in full-on noir, black and white. Uh, Roger quotes Miller as one, in, I think in the email to us actually, as one of his influences. And you can definitely see that. It opens on a September night in London, uh, current day, I'm going to say 2002, whenever it's drawn. And Mark and John are cops. They're sat in a car on a stakeout. And they're a bit bored, a bit frustrated, bit feeling a bit put upon. And they're on the lookout for this child killer. But they do yearn to be where the action is. And they kind of think, why, why are we sitting here in this car? What's going on? And then suddenly out of the garage of the house they're watching, this car piles out and they chase it. And they end up um, taking the decision just to ram it head on. So they ram it head on. The driver's um, the driver's knocked out, but in the boot they find a dead kid. And you're like, fuck, what's going on here? And Mark has got a head injury. And, and they're hailed as heroes, but they kind of don't really feel it. It's that classic noir, something else is, you know, there's something else going on, thing going on. And Mark, who has a head injury, calls his wife, um, Valerie, to come and get him. But something's going on with her as well. And she turns up at the station, wanders into the station. She meets the other cop, his partner. They go to the toilets and he has sex with her in the toilets. So it's, it's always what you do when your husband's just, you know, your hero husband's been involved in the car trash. Go and have sex with his partner in the toilets. And then it switches to the point of view of the the other of John, who's the guy who had sex with her, and um, it it follow it twists, it turns, so much goes on, and you sense that everyone is playing everyone, 
and then someone from that little scene I've just described to you is murdered. And and then it takes off from there. Very well done. Um, very hard-boiled. Um, that's just the first third of the book, by the way. And it's, it's, it's quite dense. It's it's like an album. It's a double-length album format. So it, there's a lot of it to read in it. Um, I'm going to say, I know we just talked about Brubaker and Phillips with uh, Tony, but it's it's got that Brubaker and Phillips feel to me. You know, that sort yeah. of, you know, the way they do that graphic yeah. novel centered around a single crime, but it's never as simple as you think it's going to be. And I think Bole really knows how to roll a story out um, better than a lot of other comics we're seeing at the moment, sadly. He knows, you know, a lot of comics are sort of front laden with story and plot, and then there's a few fights and car chases and it seemingly ends. But this one, the plot story develops throughout it, all the way through it, you get plot changes. Um, there's the main character the, whose point of view you follow he drives the narrative and there's a there's all this sort of internalized voice thing going on you know first person stuff going on which i really enjoy in the comic it's it's basically london noir i'll say occasionally there's a little bit of the french it's it doesn't occasionally doesn't feel london for me and that that i think that more comes from the way the character i mean we're used to this with police books aren't we but Policemen in London don't all carry guns under in shoulder holsters. You know, no. a couple of the houses, I thought, mm, does that feel like London? But a lot of the houses and a lot of the pubs and stuff, are, you can tell they're drawn from life. I, actually, one of the pubs, I think I know, that's shown in it. Um, as well as a Sean Phillips style, an earlier Sean Phillips black and white style, uh, You, as with The Mice, you get a lot of Steve Dillon um, here. And Roger understands acting with this and there's a lot of heavy blacks there's a lot of nighttime action in this and really heavy dark dark work in it um i'd say you need to get on it um as i say it's got that album bd vibes it's nice to see the marcosi are, are putting it out um he's also rogers also works on some 2000 ad stuff although i think he's in the country for a couple of weeks as we speak at the moment according to his email but he actually lives in new zealand and he teaches drawing at a college over there um bole also worked on 13 which I'm a fan of. Um, have you read any of the 13 books? You know, the sort no, of spy no, no. one. Yeah, I know the ones. X11. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and he's also worked with Philip Amond, who's I'm a big fan of, who worked on that Scotland book that I talked about a few weeks ago. But you can find Roger, if you go to looksgoodonpaper.co.uk, you can look him up. But uh, go go and look for this. I'm guessing with Marcosia, it's probably going to be available on Amazon. I'm not sure. Are they on Global Comics, Marcosia? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. I'll maybe have a word with Harry about that. But uh, yeah, it's called London Inferno. Go look for it. It's good stuff. It's my nice. first one, guys. Nice. Dan, what have you got? I read quite a few titles on uh, Global Comics, but there's one that I've never read and I've kind of put it off, which was uh, Requiem Vampire <laughs> Night. Oh, yeah. And don't do mushrooms before you do this book. Oh. Fucking hell. It's. <laughs> It's um, it's amazing. I yeah. was started reading it, and I've heard a lot about it, and I, I did, really didn't know what I was, was going to be getting. Obviously, going to get Pat Mills, and I really love his stuff. And I, I, I'd seen bits and bobs of uh, Oliver LeDroit, as he's, he's the uh, the yeah the artist name. I've seen bits and bobs of his work, and it's absolutely fucking breathtaking. It's amazing. Yeah. So I thought, what's the book going to be like? Just like the narrative, I had no There's idea. A Kevin O'Neill to his style, I sometimes think. Totally. Yeah, there's a little bit of that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's absolute it's it's brutal it's absolutely brutal it's uh the, the kind of the bit of backstory is set in a world called resurrection uh which often referred to as like hell a sort of hellish landscape and 
you're when you go into it, you're reincarnated into a monster, depending on how much you sinned in your previous life. I'm only two volumes into it, so I'm not entirely sure how this works, but the lower ranks are formed by kind of like zombies and sort of lower class monsters, and the upper classes are like the vampire. That's the right. like the top. Yeah. So I'm thinking the worse you were in life, the higher you were in hell, because the world hell works is everything is reversed. So you start old and you get younger and younger and younger till you disappear and you're you're forgotten about. So like some of the the, the big powerful guys in that are like look like uh, children or babies because they've been there such a long time and they're hideously powerful. So where there's the flip of it is the fact if you were good in in the real world in in our world as it were and you go to hell that means you're going to be a lower cast because that's not as well respected there. Maybe they'll explain that more in the other books because that's an interesting premise because the main character, he comes across and he's a vampire and kind of gets drawn into being one of these vampire knights, which is kind of like the top of the top. So he is, I'm right, he's a Nazi soldier, like a Nazi officer. And that would play out that sort of theory. And this world, they're going to the hell, the, the resurrection is like a fucking living nightmare. It's horror. It's just so brutal. It's I, I, I was just amazed by it. I could just, Pat Mills like the, the writing, and he brings this place to life. And you're sort of you're on board with the main character as he sort of navigates that kind of the social faux pas and what you should and shouldn't do as being a vampire in this this kind of strange society. And then the next minute they're kind of like riding down on kind of like this nightmarish version of London in this huge melee yeah. battle. Uh, uh, that was amazing. Uh, it's, I, it's good that it works on a much bigger, you know, I'm glad it's in that French format because you yes. need that page for it, don't you? That's oh, totally. Page. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, the artwork is just like, uh, I read through it and then I spent more time going through and like pulling up the panels and looking at it because I can see why it takes such a long time to get a volume done. The artwork is just something else. It's yeah. just really just amazing. Uh, Oh yeah, I was just fucking blown away by it. It's I can't wait to see where it plays out because there's so much setup and stuff laid down. It's really good. And there's a scene where he's kind of training to become one of the knights, and he's pulled open, and Pat goes into kind of like a long description of all these things that are done to him. Like these drugs are kind of like put into his open heart. He has all these things, runes uh, etched inside his skin. And it, the the guys on the table, his chest being pulled open, all these people working on him. It's just it's something else. It's really good. I can see why it's got such a large following because it's, yeah, yeah, rightly so. It's yeah. amazing. If you've got Global Comics, or, or even if you haven't, go check it out because the first couple of volumes are on there. And yeah, I think it's on Comicsology or the version yeah, wherever yeah. it is now. Amazon. I think it's on a few things. I know the first few volumes. I've got the first few volumes. Was it Panini? I think put them out. Right. Okay. Get them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Nice. Okay. I, I think I'd be looking at getting them as... Uh, in Get them on your shelf. That's what yeah. you want to do, isn't it? I imagine the shelf has sort of grown considerably after getting a couple of volumes of this. I imagine it's huge. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, go check that out. Amazing. Yeah, if Tony puts them on his shelf, <laughs> it'll probably be the final thing that snaps the shelf and kills him. Um, <laughs> uh, my, issue, so my issue one uh, this time around is from... How Mar- many so far? Have you numbered these? You've got to be I, about I, 25 I, now. I, I, yeah, I've got to go back and sort of... I mean, 
thanks to Craig, we've got a I've, I've got a bit of a list. <laughs> I've got an email, Craig, actually, because me and him were chatting about what he's reading. So yeah, uh, yeah um, but um, yeah, I've got issue one and a very honourable mention. Uh, I'm going to do right at the end. Um, but um, it's from Mad Cave Comics. Uh, writer Kurt Perez, artist Kevin Castaniero, colorist Jason Wordy, letterer Misha Myers, and uh, there's a variety of other great creators on there. Um, this is You've Been Cancelled, which... Um, oh, I've heard about this. I haven't read it, a, though. There's a collection yeah. which uh, got released in December, which is available now. Uh, synopsis of this, Cancelled is the world's premier entertainment event a live stream programmed where a program where elite bounty hunters called cancelers kill individuals who society has voted to cancel following heinous actions or offenses but cancelled is not just a form of violent entertainment it's one of the last forms of upward mobility for an increasingly oppressed lower middle class want to escape the gig economy pay off your crushing student debt cover your sick parents medical bills cancelled just might be your way out but you're going to have to get your hands dirty. This, I mean, that may paint it as, you know, obviously satirical, um, but in a lot of ways, dark, sci, you know, sci-fi kind of world. Um, the artist of this, uh, Castillo Niero, um, was the artist on a, a title that I loved a little while ago called Grit, which was sort of a, a sort of a fantasy bound, uh, monster hunter, a little, little book, which is brilliant. Um, I raved about the energy of that then um, and his energy perfectly sort of translates to this crazy over-the-top huge um, sci-fi world um, I always want to go um, I want to say post-apocalyptic but it isn't it's more cyberpunk dystopian kind of future you know Los Angeles 2050 is when it's sort of set it you know it's got those you got a, a bit of the running man kind of vibes to it um alongside other sort of um, i mean there's several pop culture references you could put probably pull but they create their own uh interesting story and you're following um a uh, one bounty hunter called uh, roland endo who's 56 years old and he's a badass he's clearly um you see him on the cover he's got big shoulder pads um you know it's like it's like a caricature of a, a classic cable sort of design yeah. um sort of shaved head like all jaw um, but he's a he's a grizzled old bounty hunter, and there's lots of young people like trying to take him down and being all snarky. He usually ends up just shooting them in the back when, <laughs> when they try to overtake him. But as the story goes on, you know, he he literally he won. There's a huge sort of action scene, like a chase. He breaks into some um, person's house, and he says, um, when he finally reaches this person, um, and this <laughs> there's this guy that he breaks into, and and the guy sort of when he finally gets into his house and as these bounty hunters sort of move through they've almost got they've got cameras sort of following them at the same time because it is entertainment and this guy's like um i'll give you i'll give you money anything i promise i never touched anyone i just like to masturbate in front of an audience i'm a performer an artist <laughs> and this guy says harold toback you stand accused of serial sexual harassment and several counts of sexual assault the world has spoken you've been cancelled and when he says you've been cancelled there is a panel of someone being shot in the face point blank with a shotgun it's it's glorious it's glorious over the top sort of violence um after that it paint it it sets up the world that you that you're in and you kind of know where it's kind of going to go um because by the end the hero finds himself in a little bit of trouble because it plays on that society loves you 
until they don't love you. Do you know what I mean? Uh, how how yeah. that sort of public image can turn on someone. And in this sort of world, your public image is, could be life or death. Um, but the the violence and over-the-top nature of it is like... like over the top, It's OTT. It's got a real energy and punch to it, which made it a joy to sort of read through. Um, shortly after um, issue one, I did immediately go on to issue two. Um, I know there's a collection, but you know I just read a couple of it, uh, individual issues, so I'm going to um, seek out the collection because to know where this is going to go. I did post up on um, actually on my Instagram recently. There was a screenshot. I think I sent the picture to you guys as well. There was just a splash page of uh, the main character, and and there was no sort of background, but the floor was all bullets, and he was just sort of looking down at this little girl with and say just saying, "You and I need to talk." There's context to it in the in the greater story. But the page mm. itself was just one of those. I fucking love comics. Do you know what I mean? It's okay, just, I, cool. I, I love yeah. it when they, it can just stop to do that. It was both a a lovely artistic page, but it just brought a smile to my face. So you've been cancelled. I think it, it does quite a lot in a way that you don't expect because, and some people may think because it's called you've been cancelled, they may think it's maybe not what it is because that word cancel has such such a reputation now isn't it, it it's it's a zeitgeist yeah. thing it's it's you know um so it's pretty brave that they, they can't say without it being an argument these it, days exactly exactly <laughs> and, and especially to take a story and then to look at that in a very interesting way um which is entertaining without pointing fingers or looking down at anyone it's it's almost like taking that sort of uh argument and putting it in the world of running man and i'm for it so you've been cancelled if you see it on your um on your runabout Definitely don't don't look over it because it's it's good action sci fi fun with a bit of Ooh. black black comedy as well. Uh, Tony, nice have you got another one? You got? Did you have a shout out, babes? You want to do? I, I've, or... I've got a mini one. I'll do it right at the end. I'll do it. Okay, right cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, my second one is right. You may have you may have to keep your minds open for this one. Okay. <laughs> Just go 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 with me on it. Brilliant. Um, oh, have you guys heard of the publishing house Tidal Wave Productions? I have. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you'll know that they are also the publishers of such blinding comics as Victoria's Secret Service, Fame Beyonce, um, Stormy Daniels Space Force, uh, and infamous Charlie Sheen. Um, probably not the highlight of the Eisners every year. No, 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 no. Uh, Honourable mention. More is the pity, Vincenzo. You are right there. Um, <laughs> They've actually produced a comic that's half good, actually, and I read. It's not perfect, <laughs> but but sometimes fun's enough. Yeah. Sometimes just fun is enough, and that's yeah. all I need. Um, there's currently only one issue available on Global Comics. I actually haven't checked to see if there's more than one, but uh, the issue that is there is free, which is one of the reasons I'm recommending it. So if you haven't got the paid-for version, you can go and read this on there for free. And it's called Paparazzi, issue one. Written by Darren G. Davis, who I understand is also the publisher, and Adam Gregg. Pencils by Greg Paulson. Colours by Splash. I don't know what that means. Letters by LeBeau L. Underwood. That is a name. Mm. Elbow, L. LeBeau, Elbow. No. Um, and it, ta- <laughs> it takes the superhero, uh, the US genre of superheroes, and adds it to the spice of a paparazzi person. And what would happen if paparazzi we saw today would relentlessly pursue, who relentlessly pursue celebrities, um, in an ever escalating and under underhand way, turn their tactics and their eyes to the world of superheroes, which is 
it's kind of a good idea isn't it um so it opens on this typical caked and masked superman analog called wonder boy and he's <clears throat> trying to do the right thing he's just, it turns out he's just come out of prison for an undisclosed reason and he's he goes and rescues this woman and this the, her daughter from the, the the roof of a burning building so he's trying to do this, the right thing and he de deposits her safely back on the ground in in front of the fire engines and the police and the crowd and everything and just as she's trying to give him money and he's saying i don't want money from you i'm just i'll do it because i'm a superhero so i think and uh so she as she hugs him to thank him she slips a hundred dollars into his cape which unfortunately is photographed by the paparazzi and uh this cover sells bundles so somebody the new, we then flash over to the Today magazine in the newsroom there, and um, they're having this brilliant sales day due to this this snap. And there's also a moment where one of them is caught. There's a female superhero. looks like one of the gladiators. Man, how good is gladiators at the moment? I'm enjoying that series. Yeah, watching yeah that. I'm watching that, yeah. Fun, isn't it? Isn't it fun? Yeah. yeah. Sabre for the win, that's what I'm saying. But the... <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, they, this female superhero with long blonde flowing hair saves this woman who then snogs her and of course this makes an excellent you know front page you know salacious story in one of these tawdry magazines so they're having this great day so sarah the publisher is approached by this slob this slobby but legendary photographer um who looks like otto octavius and he's called glenn barry and over a conversation he convinces her that the money is in superheroes. Forget pop stars and film stars and genuine news story. The money is in photographing superheroes um, doing dodgy things. Um, so, it, and it goes into. Do you remember Brat Pack, the TV, the um, the comic series? It yes. goes into Brat Pack territory. So there's a superhero who's doing heroin, and they manage to sort of subtly photograph him. Um, but at the end of issue one, it goes badly, and there's a suicide. And you think, right? So real world implications take real world real world implications in superheroes' worlds as well. You know, sort of, mm. it, it really does go there. And they play on this sort of salaciousness that certain areas of the press. Well, I mean, we hear about it all the time. You know, the phone hacking saga goes on and on, doesn't yep, it? Yeah. Um, but it also plays on the human fallibility of, you know, this. We talked a bit with Tony, didn't we, about superhero deconstruction and what if they were real people? Which, in a way, is what Local Man does, doesn't it? But this does it in a sort of slightly wider scope and ties it into this paparazzi thing. In, uh, I'll be honest, Local Man's a little bit more subtle than this book, but uh, um, and we do we get that Watchmen, Martial Law, Boys. Um, dare I say it, but in a style done by Tidal Wave Productions, <laughs> which you know, a um, little bit more obvious. Um, but in a way, it's like they're almost owning their own reputation with this comic. They're using the salaciousness of the you know the 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 sort of um, non-copyrighted stories of bloody pop stars that they've done in their comics for decades at this point all the way through i understand they are part of rock and roll comics and then they became is it blue water and now they're tidal wave and they, they've had this relation this relationship with the readership with um using stuff as shock tactics you know and and they're they're almost playing on it themselves in this comic it's almost it was an interesting dynamic i think it's, it's, it's it had me interesting um and especially in more interesting when you realize that this comic the idea and the writing come from the editor of this line of books like fame britney spears and stuff like that and the stormy daniels comic <laughs> yeah, like that so it's, it is interesting i found it interesting you can find it for free you can read it for nothing 
um, on Global Comics. Just download the app and you can find it. You don't have to pay for it. But it's uh, Paparazzi Issue 1. Yeah, what a weird one. Nice one. Okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, one final one for you um, that you can find uh, in all good bookshops and and on our lovely sponsor. Um, good Comics for Bad People, an extra fabulous collection. <laughs> Master of the Hilarious, Unpredictable, and Just Plain Weird, Zach M. Stafford's Good Comics for Bad People, People marks his graphic novel debut and features all the laughter, absurdity, and bodily fluids that have made his worldwide mega-hit webcomic so infamous. Um, this, of course, is a collection of the Extra Fabulous comics. Um, no doubt a lot of you follow him on Instagram or you've, been, or you've probably been sent a meme of one of his strips because they're usually four panels, one and done, absolutely fucking hilarious like this is this book is 224 pages you actually get the hardcover for about 13 quid um, no, good. yeah and it's full color and it's just it's witty um they're like for instance like a dad talking to his kid and he's like what do you want to be when you grow up a porn star jimmy jimmy that is awesome um, <laughs> or the, the joke that made me laugh is like a woman talk, talking to a guy in a club and she's like hey do you want to get out of here and he's like sure he walks out and she just shuts the door behind, <laughs> behind yeah. him and shuts him out and he's like ah. um, oh I saw that, that one now I yeah, read that one that was a good one yeah. 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 Class. that bad banana one still kills me to this yeah. day <laughs> So all these bananas have gone bad. It's like fuck you. It's like yeah, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, all the, fuck the, you. The, 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 the three panels. A, a guy with like baseball cap on backwards shades. Hey girl, you like big dicks? Yes. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking. You'll just get immense. You know, this it's just one of those pick up and read sort of books. But yeah, I found yeah, yeah, I yeah. found I had obliterated about eighty pages in just one. Saw that onions, dude. That yeah, book, yeah, you got me that yeah, onions. Whatever yeah, his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love books like this. I, I, you know, I think like Sarah Scribbles as well, like stuff like that. It's, it says for fans of like Strange Planet, Mister Lovenstein presents Failure mm-hmm. and Sarah Scribbles, all of which are great sort of um, books. And as well as all of these ongoing stories. <laughs> We need books like this in our life that are just a sense of like, just the absurdity of life itself. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful. So good comics it's, for bad people. It's great when you pick up a book like this and you see this is those comics done right because there's yeah. so many online yeah, man. Oh. that I read and I'm like, what's the joke? There's yeah. no joke here. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, going down God, the shops. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And, and and also That's, some of these the some of these jokes. Let's where, eat a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, but some of these jokes where they're walking a line on it. And I, I love oh, I'm that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they're edgy. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. So um, I know our listeners will love it. If you don't, if you don't haven't checked it out before, please do. And thank you for checking out this week's episode. We really appreciate it. so much great comic goodness talked about, enjoyed, and hopefully you will share as the week goes on because that's what the show's all about. Mm. People to talk about comics. Yeah. Um, and we uh, hope you enjoyed our interview Boobs. with <laughs> Tony Fleece. I think. Definitely have more sharing what you're reading. I think that's the way forward. You know, yeah, always like that. Yeah. 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 The best way to um, get a lot of people to read a comic they haven't read is to tell them about it because we don't always see it. We don't always if see it. If you just say this yeah, comic is, is great, that, that for me, that's like that's such a, I want to read that now. Yeah. Because it's got yeah. a recommendation. Yeah. It's man who says it, but yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Especially yeah. if like you know your friends and like when he goes, oh, I think you'll really like this. Yeah. That goes a long, long way. Um, hopefully, if you know these people, if you don't know these people, it's just weird if someone says that to you. Yeah, uh, yeah some black woman said it to me at a bus stop. I think you'll really like this. You don't know me. 
Some like, some bloke said it to me in the woods the other day. You'll like this. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what he meant. Yeah. Did he put his trousers back on? Trousers? Uh, we'll find out more well, about that story pulled, next week. pulled up to you and said, you really like this, and handed you the comic book, and it was the best comic book you'd ever fucking read. That'd be and, a bit weird. It was like a magical then, moment. Yeah. And then when, you looked, up, when yeah. you looked up, they were gone. Yeah. It was wow. Albert Einstein, and the whole bus clapped. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh dear! If you want, if you want to find out more about the mysterious nonsense that we talk about on this mysterious, show, mysterious butcher. Yes, that's, you... it's usually that's the ending to a story when someone's yeah. telling like a farcical story. But then I did this, and I slept with two girls at the same time. Blah 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 blah. And then someone adds, yeah, and then that boy, the name of that boy was Albert Einstein, and the whole bus clapped. I've never <laughs> heard that before. Shit. No. Okay. Before. I saw a gif I'd seen him for ages of Swedish Tony this week. Yeah, you sent us that. Yeah, oh, great. Make sex to a woman as if you're uh, putting up a tent. Get a nice strong pole and then go inside. Except <laughs> <laughs> for the one like yeah. Swedish Tony's the guy. like, no one likes the sight of a naked man. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> look up the clips online if you're not aware uh, of that. Tony, absolutely, absolutely fantastic stuff. And uh, yeah, if there's anything, if you if you want less of this content and more of something else, there's several different ways you get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Let us know about like events, charity events. If you've got comics mm. up coming up, you know, if you want a particular. Uh, any topics or process talk you want us to discuss more over the next year get in touch you can follow us on social media at the awesome pod on x or on instagram tony don't worry about it i've got it it's at awesome comics pod that's the only week i looked it up oh no you said that every time okay what oh, no, is i'm it? lying what is it tony <laughs> at awesome comics pod oh that was a test that was a test i thought i've just said it if he doesn't know it shame on him he's not getting cussed we need to bump those followers up don't we bump them up oh we're almost at a thousand aren't we that's what i mean yeah Yeah. get them over the thousand yeah join the bag the bag of of sand i put a load of work in that you do we we repost loads of great artwork mm, and events and stuff on there Mm. yeah yeah we'll probably they'll be a lot more active on that as the year goes on no doubt Especially if me and Dan figure out how to log on to it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all I see on our group, all I see on our group email is someone's forgotten their fucking password every day. All the time, there's yeah, an yeah. email. Oh, yeah. how to reset your password every yeah. day. On yeah, that. I had to do it with yeah. someone else the other day. <laughs> That's how professional we are, as you know, because you listen to this either on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on the Apple Podcast, <laughs> subscribe and uh, leave a review it helps get the word out about the show yeah. everything we talk about on a weekly basis so all these creators that we like um, usually we joke about it but in all seriousness algorithms and stuff I think it helps I don't know I, I, I barely know how we to switch this, yeah. this computer on if you listen to us on uh, Spotify you can uh, review and uh, leave a, a five star review please please we're very fragile and <laughs> our entire season of episodes yeah yeah and uh, if you follow us, uh, if you listen to us on any other networks like Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're all on the Pod Network. The one when Dan sends you a text that says, I'm sending you this, please don't laugh. <laughs> oh. You know it's going to be dodgy as it, fuck. It, it, yeah. Spoilers. I sent you one that said, Do you want to see some crop? You sent me that other day. What right. did I say? I just referred with obs. Uh, obs. Yeah. Right. And, and <laughs> I, I usually then have to delete whatever content <laughs> has been sent from my phone because I just don't want that in my eyes or in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tory party. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, speaking of grot, where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Neveronanything.com. Still doing the weekly um, uh, best of fav- faves and least faves. Uh, yes. Thank you, mate. Well, I've nice. got a couple of new followers this week. It's quite nice. And um, I'll be in central London with a little posse of people. I've got to speak to you about that down in a minute. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday. So if you're anywhere near Gosh, Tuesday afternoon, I'll be in there. Nice. Well, like nice. your thing, Tony, it's nice and punchy. It's not too long. It's yeah. just, it does does the job. Yeah. yeah, I rambled a bit at the start this week because I had a few was... different things to promote, but uh, for other people. You know, I but, uh... I'd had a few jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only write when I'm drunk. We should do that. I should just write things when yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah. 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 And uh, speaking of that, um, like that London trip, Tony. Um, yeah, I'll just... invited you, but you, it's too I, far for you. Yeah, I, I can't make it. So I'm going to say this. We're not going to d- divulge the um, details of this, but give them a kiss on the cheek, Tony, from me. Me. Do it. Is in the country. Do it. Start worrying. Oh, <laughs> I can feel it in my water. Or maybe it's just the fact that I'm excited about where I can find Dan online. Dan? Uh, you can find me. Uh, we can read Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com. Speaking of Vanguards, I was, least, I was in the Vanguard of leading a hate mob against... Obi Wan Kenobi comic on <laughs> right, right, Twitter. rightfully fucking no, Dan. The photo novel, you mean that one? Dan, yeah, 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 that was not a fucking comic. No, whatever that was, I was uh, like lynch mobs. It's always best to be leading them or in them as a no. That's to not the no. That's down. not the way. No, yes, Dan. No, that's what they said in nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, so you can also find me on Instagram where I'm posting up the uh, fan art feb one a day of small press and indie comic book characters. Nice yes. one. I think yes. I've got one coming this week, and I. You've got uh, near the end of the month. You've got a Atomic Hercules coming up. Oh, bro! Excellent, mate. Nice, nice. And you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening to the show, folks. It was a f- another great fun one. Another banger. And, and there's lots of cool <laughs> stuff to look forward to in the coming weeks. So, I would say get excited. But our lovely listeners, you know, are so supportive and lovely. They they usually excited about the new episodes anyway. So, mate, every fucking Sunday's Christmas Eve for our listeners. <laughs> fucking hell dad and if if it's not he'll send a fucking lynch or mob after <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll get he'll, he'll start a fucking lynch mob yeah give him uniforms so special, look, special kind of marching look, no. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ I need to wind this up before yeah. it becomes problematic um, but in all seriousness thank you for listening everyone we hope you have a brilliant week no matter when or where you listen to this you're reading some comics that you really, really enjoy because that's what it's all about, this medium, whether you're making them or reading them. And, uh, yeah, if you really enjoy them and we haven't spoken about them, let us know so we can we can read them because we're yeah. always on the hunt for new comics. So, from the ACP HQ and Dan, Tony and myself, have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Keep making loads of comics. And uh, I think there's only one other thing they need to do. And what's that? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.